This week in league, Shane Shackleton discovers the real meaning of a poke on Facebook. Parramatta reveal the cause of their woeful season to date is too much defence. Bye bye, Hindy. Cooper Cronk has second thoughts about his alleged deal with the Titans after discovering he'll be paid in Zimbabwean dollars. And we'll review all of the action from round four of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 80 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Um, I don't have any housekeeping stuff to report this week, unfortunately. You're oh. alive, you're here, you you got the microphone strapped on, you're doing the show. Yes. That's more than I expected. I was never in doubt. <laughs> never, ever in doubt. Not for one second. Except for those few seconds that I contemplated suicide. But you, do have a, you do have a story, though, about... um. The Tigers losing twice on the weekend, <laughs> or twice on Monday. Yes, uh, my little fella Jackson was, he's pretty much obsessed with footy, so during most games of footy on the weekend, he decides to play his own little game in the lounge room, kicking the footy around, diving around, scoring tries, diving on the tiled floor, risking life and limb. And uh, throughout the game, he'd run up to me and go, Dad, Dad, my team, the Broncos, are playing your team, the Tigers, and I've scored four tries, and then he'd run off and kick the ball around. There's one particular time where he's he's come to me and said, Dad, Benji Marshall had the ball, and I smashed him, and then I scored two tries. And that was at that point of the game where I told the kid to go to bed, or I would never speak to him again. And Because uh, it wasn't particularly um, fun experience that game, I must admit, but we'll cover that later. Anyway, I picked him up from his nan's today and we're driving back home and he said to me, Dad, you know that the Broncos won my game and the Tigers lost my game, the game that I was playing. The Tigers lost, Dad. I said, yes, mate, I understand that. He said, in the game you were watching, they lost that game too, didn't they, Dad? <laughs> yes, mate. And you were very sad last night, weren't you, Dad? <laughs> yes, mate. So... Look, I've put the kid up for adoption a few times. I haven't had any takers, but it's 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 got to come to an end. This shit. But you got the last line though. The last you've got the last line. Which one? You were very sad because because the the, the 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 Tigers lost. But were you sad because the Tigers lost to my team in my game? Yeah. Or were you were sad you, because they lost? That's in right. Your... <laughs> were, you, were you sad because the Tigers lost my game, or the or the game that you were watching? Which which game were you sad about, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's hard to take. Exactly. You I'd cop- much rather him support the Tigers and be sad with me. You copping it from all sides. Yes. Awesome. News. Speaking of eating a monkey. Did you, see a current, <laughs> did you see a current affair last night? I didn't see it. I can't, I, 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 let's face it, it was a choice between that or actually watching the, the Tigers lose, and I'll take that all day, every day. Exactly right. However, on a current affair, they had a story about Andrew Eddingshausen having an affair with the wife of Paul Mellor, his former teammate. Um, this apparently happened fucking ages ago, like 
over 10 years ago. What is it with dragging <laughs> up old stories about the sharks? Exactly. The sharks, they're, they're, they're massive on the sexy times, aren't they? <laughs> they don't mind a root, <laughs> the sharks. <laughs> yeah, and they'll, 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 you know, they'll do it as a team. They'll do it as individually. They'll do it with a team. They'll do it to one another. The thing is, I think the story itself is it's pretty old. Um, it may not have been known, but I mean, I don't really. I have to, I have to, you know, wonder what the motives are of why bring it out now all of a sudden. Clearly, that ET with his <coughs> fishing show needed to be brought down a peg or two. Yeah, the current affair was just the just the TV program to do it. Yeah, he was getting all cocky with that fishing show. That well, I don't even know fucking know how you watch that fishing show. Was it on Foxtel or is it? I think it's on. Um, yeah, it could be on Foxtel. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he I first think he's started. He's made a fuckload of money out of that, but I'd say so. He's got a magazine as well, hasn't he? Like fishing stuff. Look, I, I have no interest in this story whatsoever. Yeah, like the angle. If, I would if, like. that, if that's what he's if that's what he's done, it's not cool. No, to do that, you know, to his own family, or let, you know, or to his own wife or partner or whatever, let alone to that of his of his teammate and and yeah, he's a total Des Hasler. For doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't condone his actions by any stretch, but I mean, it's it's his business, and it's for him to sort out with with Paul Mellor and yeah. Oh, wow. And that's more the thrust that I was wanting to get. At. Why even bring? Why, especially because it didn't just happen. They're not two current teammates. Yeah. You know, like if it was if if you know it was like Benji with you know Robbie's misses or something, and you go, well, the Tigers are in a shit run of form. You know, there's some context to it and everything. I mean, that would be an explosive you story. Had, you just had to put it like that, didn't you? Well, couldn't be a couple of Parramatta players. Couldn't be well, Parramatta players. I mean, you know, couldn't be a couple of Manly players. They've lost two on the trot. Club yeah, but I mean, but they're, actually, but they're actually going all right. Could be Brett Stewart. I mean, it could be. It could have been you know your star player, Jared Maxwell, having sex with Benji's wife, <laughs> which we'll get to later. But <laughs> but the point is, I just haven't seen no reason why it was brought up. But Et, you are a total deshazler. Now, next story, Shane Shackleton. <laughs> he's in the shit um, he's been in the shit all season uh, massive problems down at Parramatta Way he's playing uh, the race card well he's playing the race card now was he the one playing the race card or was it an unnamed person in front up about the race card because there has been allegations that, uh, that the team is kind of fractured and you've got like Jared Hayne and the Polynesian players they're sort of one fact and, and older players they're in one faction and you've got uh, the new the newly bought players you know led by you know Chris Sandow as a faction then also heard a rumour that Jared Hayne smacked up Chris Sandow at training uh, like just bullshit I mean I don't believe any of it but Shane- this always seems to happen. These sorts of stories seem to come out when the clubs, when a club's going through a hard time. There's all sorts of rumours flying about uh, concerning the Tigers last year, with you know one pretty ordinary one regarding Benji having Benji Root and Liam's wife and getting with, bashed with by Liam. Bryce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which was complete bullshit. And apparently. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so Bryce isn't there anymore, though, is he? No, he's definitely not. I just. Benji pulling the strings. <laughs> oh, he's the puppet master. Yeah. Uh, look, Shackleton. But we've had some Facebook status. There's been some droppings. Um, there was, you know, like Heine got dropped. Oh, well, you know, dropped slash, you know, infected with a disease, so he couldn't play. Um, yeah, I'm putting that on Kenny. And uh, what else do we have? We had Luke Burt's been dropped once, and now he's been dropped again this week. As uh, I mean, which is ridiculous. And there's some other players. Well, like Horror got dropped, didn't he? Uh, was one of them got dropped. And Shane Shackleton, I don't think he's played a first grade game all season so far. No. And uh, when asked on Facebook by a friend why he wasn't in the first grade side, his uh, response was, uh, "Kenny's a fuckwit." Oh, sorry, Kenny is fucked. He yes. said, "Sorry." 
So yeah, he's had to apologise to the coach. He's probably lengthened his exile somewhat. And um, <laughs> uh, I don't know that he'll be he'll be jukeboxing it, playing yeah. out of Siberia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then furthermore, but hang on a sec, how did how did Kearney get wind of it? Like, doesn't he have a private Facebook account? <laughs> well, but you know, if he, you know, these guys, these guys aren't the most intelligent dudes in the world in some cases. So he might be. Uh, if you, if you're if you're silly enough on a public, essentially public thing, where your settings can be, you know, by default are generally public unless you say you know yeah, otherwise. Otherwise, yeah. And you know, he's probably silly. You know, someone one of one of the you know Steve Kearney supporters. Mm. Could have you know could have been one of the ones that saw it, and a lot of these players they friend up people that are just like you know randoms. you can have five thousand friends. So I mean you yeah. they just friend up randoms as well in a lot of cases. Yeah, so, I guess so someone you know and and I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put past media to be friending up these players as well, mm. and then using you know then be able to hunt stories down and stuff. Yeah. In any case, he's been done. And then further to that, there's the rumor is also going around that Stephen Kearney's going to tell. Uh, Nathan Hindmarsh, Luke Burt, Shane Shackleton, and Justin Poor that their services will not be required next year, which will uh, free up and also sorry Ben Smith as well. Uh, basically, a one point five million dollar cleanup, get them out of there, uh, develop their youth, and and change the losing culture at the club. Look, I can as far as Shackleton and Poor go, they were pretty high profile signings, but a season ago. Yeah, and they've had both had their issues with injuries, but neither of them really set the world on fire since joining Parramatta. But those other names, Ben Smith, Luke Burt, and above all, Nathan Hindmarsh. Yeah, fucking kidding me. I mean Hindmarsh. I mean you put, you'd put him above all, but I mean Luke Burt, he's still pretty up there as well. You know, for as far as respect within the the yeah. club and certainly the supporter base. Yeah. Like, do they want no one to show up? Yeah. It's going to be raining coins in Parramatta. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I just, I hope all of which Chris Sandow will pick up and add to his uh, contract money. <laughs> or Jared Hayne. Yeah, well, no, I believe that it was in Sandow's contract. You get whatever coins. Any coins on the field. field, yeah, you get those as well. Third-party payments. He'll be out there with his metal detector. <laughs> yeah. what, I, don't, I don't understand it. Nathan Hindmarsh is a, is a a loyal servant to that club, and there's no way he would ever look to move on from anywhere. Yep. And he's the sort of player that should finish his career on his terms. And moved into a job with the club to settle into a nice little retirement, given the service that he's given them. He doesn't deserve to be arsehole out of the club. Exactly. Um, Luke Burt, pretty much in the same boat, only to a lesser ex- lesser sort of extent on the on the talent scale as far as Hindmarsh went. Hindmarsh has obviously achieved everything other than a premiership there is to, to yep. be gained in the game. He's played for Australia, he's played Origin, um, and he's captain Parramatta. You know, he's been through the, the good times and the tough times and never once griped about it. Always tried to put a positive spin on things. Um, Speaking of the captaincy, though. Well, the rumours are... That he's going to be shunted from that as well and they're going to give it to Hayne. What are they hoping to achieve out of that? What could you possibly hope to achieve out of doing that? You think it's going to alienate at least half the team, but rightfully all of them, you know... And you think anyone who's offered the captaincy would say, you know, no, you can't. Anyone right. within that club that has an issue with Nathan Hindmarsh clearly doesn't belong there. <laughs> <laughs> so, and if he was playing shit, then you know, okay. But considering he's just come off a virus that actually hospitalised, he's him, still cranked out 50, 50 tackles or something on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, exactly. In a horrible loss, all bit, but I mean, clearly he's the only one making tackles. 
And he's always been the type of player he's to lead by example and and lead with his efforts. Not, you know, he, he, I don't know how great a talker he is or, or a motivational speaker or whatever, but can't begrudge his efforts on the field. No, he's all, I think he's all action, yeah. Um, strange. And this could be the, the, the final death knell for, for Kearney's coaching tenure at, at the Eels. Five-year deals, ridiculous. Um, just don't get it. I just I don't understand that one. The uh, whole we you know we the board you know fully supports the coach. That's been trotted out. Yeah, Pertec themselves you, you came out any, and made a. You could name at least one player from every club, currently or you know within the, the the sort of the last sort of five or ten years that has had the, a similar stature to Nathan Highmarsh, and I don't know too many that have have been, you know, it will be that hasn't played out just yet, but. The way he's rumoured to have been treated, I haven't. I don't know anyone that's been treated quite like that. No, not, not at to all. have held that status within their individual club. So yeah, I can't think of anyone. It's freaking horrible. Yeah, and Pertec have come out and said they support. They support him like um, you know, like the, the major sponsor really should be commenting on that. Shit anyway, would a major sponsor come out and have have a say about? Especially the because the Pertec guy resigned from the board anyway, so yeah. yeah, they might have other guys on the board, but I mean, it's not like they're like a an owner of the club or anything. No, so like, it's a bit strange. Harry Triggerboff, owner of Meriton Apartments for the Tigers, like he's he's been fairly vocal in the past, but um, only you know when the merger and all the rest of it, he he had a lot to say then. Yeah, but uh, since since Reese, you know. Humphreys got him back on board as far as sponsorship for the club and got him back in and around the place. He sort of leaves that up to the people running the club. I don't know that you need your sponsors out there unless something, you know, exactly. grossly, you know, negligent or, or something is going on and they want to pull their sponsorship. Fair enough, they've got every right. But yeah. don't come out in support of the coach. Who cares? Exactly. Pony up the cash and get your marketing dollar and your advertising dollars out of it and be done with it. Exactly. Now, uh, the next story, it's just a real quick one. Um, state election in Queensland last weekend. We had some rugby league names popping up. We had uh, Tim Mander representing the LNP. Won Everton, which is just in Brisbane. So, interesting. And uh, the more interesting one, interesting slash hilarious, is Jason Costigan, former Sky commentator, absolute whipping boy at our hands for his, <laughs> posi- for his job d- done during... Uh, uh, New Zealand Warrior games. If anyone's got any of uh, Costgan's campaign speeches on on YouTube, or yeah, oh, I would love to, to see them. I'd like to hear them. Yeah, and I'd love if to see his to first sleep at night. Yeah, and I'd love to see his first speech in Parliament as well because he's bound to get the names of everyone he's referring to wrong, and uh, and just a general shit at it. But he has uh, been swept into power in uh, Whit Sunday. Interesting. How so, he yeah. ever ended up there is beyond me. So yeah, so that's where he is now, and, and he's not a Kiwi, apparently. Don't call him no, Kiwi. no, he's not a Kiwi, uh, and uh, at least he'll keep him away from a microphone in the commentary box, anyway. But we may, I mean, who not? He might make a run at PM. Maybe. Well, you Just know, when you think we couldn't have a more annoying sounding prime minister, let's start a premier first, hey? Now, maybe the, shoot straight to the top. Man's got talent. No, no, he doesn't. Yeah, you're right. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the Titans. The hole is getting deeper every day. There's a new story about how badly the Titans are going. You know, it's 25 million debt and it's 35 million debt. And then it's, you know, the football club are, are fine and they're going to operate at a profit and it's the, the building arm that's gone down. 
But then you got the football club was like, you know, the security slash guarantor to some of the debts of the other ones. So they're going to have to come up with some money. And certain creditors from the football club, which are specifically for the football club, like caterers yeah. and uh, merchandise people haven't yeah. been paid. Yep, yep. Um, doesn't look good for the Titans, quite frankly. Um, I can't see them falling over, but... It's you know something's going to have to change. I, I imagine that Searle won't be in power there for much longer. Someone might come in and uh, you know buy the license essentially. Someone's got know. to be the fall guy yeah. of this whole situation. And Michael Searle has been the face of it. And at one time he was the the glory. Yep. Uh, the guy with all the glory there, and you know with as as you know the great uh, the great movie Spider Man taught me. <laughs> great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> and you know, to quote a movie, as I as I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna have to fall on his sword, and he's the most likely guy. Yeah, but the problem is, if he falls on his sword, that's not the end of it, because his company. This is not talking about the Titans. This is Michael Searle's financial interests. They own all the they own all the IP on Titans. This and you know, uh, so they may have yeah. to re name the franchise essentially unless they can come to some sort of uh, situation where you know he'll relinquish shrewd all that move. stuff as well shrewd move oh I guess it makes him pretty indispensable but um yeah it's not good but on the back of that terrible news for the, the Titans and the money troubles chin up folks they're looking like they're going to offer Cooper Croc three point million two million dollars to come for four years <laughs> There's, there's been no mention that that's what they're actually going to pay him, but that's what they're offering him. Yeah, it's heavily backloaded. One hundred thousand dollars a year for the first two years and three million over the last two years of his deal. Over the last six hundred years of his ex- existence. Yeah, and um, they'll be broken two years, so they you know, probably payable at fifty cents in the dollar. Yeah, yeah. If that, uh, they reckon you'll make a call after uh, the Storm's clash with the Knights on Friday. Uh, I think the Storm are thinking of giving him a deadline, saying, "Look, you know, we want to know." Smart move from the Storm. Oh, they've, exactly. They've been fairly supportive through this whole thing, but starting to get out of hand now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not only that, I mean, it's it hasn't destabilised the storm at all oh, to, their, to their credit. But the, the, he's at the, as things stand right now. I mean, yeah, it's a greater figure of money for him. But you've got to look at the news and say, look, you know, how are these Titans going to you know, realistically? How am I going to be paid over four years when this club looks like they're, they're having trouble out? paying their caterers? And I've been to Skilled Park a number of times. Yes. And they serve shit food. So if they can't yeah. afford I to pay... I would say it's shit, but it's expensive. It's expensive and it's of poor quality. <laughs> and, and during the All-Star game, I might add, I had to wait approximately 15 minutes for a carton of chips. Did you? Yes. And whilst they were serving like chicken nuggets and chips and fish and chips in boxes, and they were serving those with chips... But I still had to wait for my carton of chips. Plain chips. Yes, just in a in a little cup. Well, there you go. I don't understand a... why the chips that were going in the fucking nuggets and the fish and chips. If I could make a stand for a second, why they couldn't have put some in a fucking cup, whack some sauce on it, and send me on my way? I would speculate that you know the caterers. And it's for that reason that I hope the Gold Coast Titans go broke. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I would, no, I would speculate. I would speculate seriously that they've looked at you and gone, look. We can't give this guy a fucking sack of carbs 
He's gonna. <laughs> we, he's gonna have to eat some meat. He's gonna have to do some protein and balance his meal out a little bit. Sure, it's all fucking deep fried, but if you're not gonna have a bit of fish with it, or you're not gonna have some chi- some, some chicken nuggets, you're gonna with have it, to show us how bad you want these. You're gonna chips. have to wait for your chips. The chippies. worst part was is sauce like- is not protein. <laughs> The worst part was that I made sure I ate before I went to the football so I didn't have any football food and I was buying the chips for my four-year-old and yeah. wasn't he blowing up when I got back to the seat? Yeah, he was a five-year-old by the time he got <laughs> yeah, back to exactly, the chips. Yeah. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, if they're having trouble paying their merchandise guys and their uh, their caterers, yeah. how are they going to pay someone 500 grand a year or whatever yeah. the deal's reported to be worth? Yeah, it's like 800. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then now they're talking about, you know, oh, the Gold Coast is such an important area for the game, blah, That's blah, one blah. That's thing so that gets NR- me. Why, so is, it, why is the Gold Coast so important? Yeah, because, I mean, it's a history of failure, financial failure for teams. I'm, I'm, I don't begrudge the Titans' existence at all, and, and I think they, they bring something to NRL as far as covering a certain area, but... About 6,000 people. Why is it that that area is important to rugby league? And yeah. why, is, why have there, you know... Numerous incarnations of clubs. I just I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, it's, it's obviously they're they're more important now because you know an AFL club has set up shop there as but well. That's but the thing. The, the AFL have only worked off the back of the NRL because the NRL yeah. have determined that that's a it's a key yeah. area. But now they're there. What I mean is now they're yeah, there. Exactly. They, they don't want to keep them there. Exactly. But I just the 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 actual initial instance where someone said club needs to go on the Gold Coast yep to make this a national competition yep <laughs> and you know and, and, and I, I have a problem with uh, propping up a club that's fucking buying up everybody to try and assemble some sort of super team well to be fair that this the money that they're paying the players comes out of their NRL grant right the salary cap grant yeah yeah so it's not like if they didn't sign these players that they're going to be able to use the salary cap to pay for their bills they're, they're no, two no. separate issues so I don't begrudge them spending their salary cap, but at the end of the day, if if the club goes broke and becomes insolvent, then you know they can have a salary cap for all their life. But they're not exactly. going to field a team. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> they're not going to have a stadium to play out of because they won't be able to pay the rent. Yeah, which <laughs> and is, if they did which, have which a stadium, they might not be able to feed the three thousand people who rock up to their games. Yep, because they've got no caterers. Shift them off the, the Redcliffe. Redcliff. Sorry, shift them off the Redcliffe. Build a build a stand, build a few more stands. Throw a few more stands on Dolphin. They've already got the massive club there, which is you know yeah. Titans don't have anything like they got Titanium Bar, which is kind of a nightclub and it's pretty small. Um, I don't I don't want to see the Titans fold. I want to see them keep going. I just I don't understand how you can amass. Look, they only borrowed thirteen million for the Centre of Excellence. Yeah, but then I had like they've been you know getting sued and there's like budget overruns but, and then they're suing this guy and then they're suing them and but thirty they've borrowed thirteen million. Yeah. And they're thirty five million dollars in debt. Yeah. That's a that's a reasonable budget. Well, so that's forty eight, yeah. I mean, well you really like, oh, it's, I guess you know, the thirteen they borrowed that, didn't they? They didn't have that, yeah. they borrowed it. Okay, so, so they blown out another If you say that the thirteenth part of the thirty five, that's a hell of a budget overrun. Well yeah. So that's another indictment on, on Michael Searle's lack of credentials. Yeah. And you know the, <laughs> And he's an accountant. Well, you know, not a good one, clearly. Clearly not. Better count than a football administrator, though, I suppose. And speaking of teams up the shit, this is a new one that's literally just hit us um, right before we hit record. 
the Bradford Bulls are likely to go out of business unless they raise one million pound, and they need five hundred grand of that by mid-April. So the club is urging fans to pledge a hundred pound each to clear the debts. That's um, rock bottom, isn't it? It is rock bottom. Yeah, they sold the lease on Oddsall Stadium uh, to the Rugby Football League in January, and uh, their chairman Peter Hood said that if we haven't got cash, then we can't stay alive, and if we can't stay alive, then we can't fulfil our fixtures. It's that serious. A statement on the club's website reads: The RFL Stadium deal only enabled us to address our long-term liabilities, but could not help us stave off the grave financial situation. The club have written to season ticket holders, members, and sponsors asking for their support. They won their last title in 2005, and have also won five challenge. Cups, but a lack of recent on-field success has compounded their financial problems. Clearly, the financial strain on uh, the 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 Bulls put in to defeating the Tigers in the World Club Challenge after the 2005 Premiership. It's it's taken a little while to take its toll, but clearly, clearly that's where this all stems from. I dare say. I mean, it only stands to reason they haven't won another comp since. Uh, yeah, I dare say they you should be nervous in getting over the Tigers. And credit to them that they got there. I mean, let's re- let's rephrase the last the last um, <laughs> the last thing. Uh, okay, blank won their last title in two thousand and five, <laughs> and have also won five. Ch- no, haven't won anything. No. But a lack of recent on-field success has compounded their financial problems. Yeah, I mean that could, a, that could speak to another club, mate. That sounds like that that could be as orange and black as you like. <laughs> the statement also said, with no playoff football for the last three seasons, the biggest and deepest recession this country has experienced in living memory. Sponsorship income increasingly difficult to come by, indeed dropping to an all-time low, and our bankers' lack of ongoing support. We've almost reached the end of the line. The RFL said, we would urge everyone who cares about the Bradford Bulls to support the pledge scheme we've been providing, and we'll continue to provide what practical assistance we can to help Bradford through their present financial difficulties. We've had the GFC, now we've got the BBFC and the GCTFC. Yeah. I mean, everyone's in financial crisis. They are, they are. And I think it's, it, is a, it is a good thing, I think, that uh, it's, a, it's a nice thing to ask the fans for the money, but not everyone can afford 100 quid to throw in. I, know if I imagine that if it was the Tigers, I'd... I'd I'd swing them a hundred bucks. Yep, and if and I'd if, still be going, hang on a sec. Yeah, and back <laughs> in the, my membership. I back in the Super League days, if you know, if, if I could have prevented the Northern Eagles with a hundred bucks, yeah, fuck, I would have thrown in you know five hundred, yeah, easily. Um, but as they just said, they're going through serious financial hardship all over Europe and, and most of the world at the moment. Yeah. Um, not even that, like hundred quid is a fair whack of cash to some working class footy fans. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I feel that that's really rock bottom for a club to actually put the hand out to their fans that that do work hard and it is a working class game and these guys yeah you know you look at someone that's a great friend of us and the show Johnny yeah like, motherfucker works thirty six hours a day yeah exactly doing a job which would kill lesser men yeah and he's got a young family yeah and he travels ridiculous amounts to get to games and he buys his jerseys and he buys his memberships and he takes his mates along and he supports the club when he goes there and buys his food and buys his fucking copious amounts of beer because he's a drunk yeah I mean what more do you want these people to do I mean he's a dude that doesn't you know he shouldn't be he shouldn't be held liable for a hundred pound that's for sure because I mean that dude's put in more money and time and you know than but you know what he'd be one of the first ones to put his hands up exactly to do it and I just you know you know who likes rugby league who? Wayne Rooney. You know who's got a lot of fucking money? He likes prostitutes more though, doesn't he? He does. And coke. And I would imagine that if he just forego, you know, forewent rather, 
a weekend on the hookers and blow, hookers and and blow, and put it towards the Bradford Bulls. I don't even know if he supports Bradford Bulls, but out of the goodness of his heart, because he's got a lazy few mil yeah. hanging around in the boot of his car yeah. with a couple of bodies. Maybe if he just, you know, maybe offloaded that onto the Bradford Bulls, probably solve their problems. Yeah. And the other thing is, though, they say they get the money from the fans and they survive. I mean, if I was a fan that kicked in 100 bucks... What happens next? What do you get for it? What happens next year? Yeah. I mean, I don't want anything for it other than, you know, the continuation of the club that I love, but I'd also want some kind of guarantees or some sort of plan put into place so this sort of, you know, so the hand wasn't out 12 months down the track. What's led them to this to this predicament? You know, the fact they haven't played playoff football, but yeah, low that, crowds. Yeah, exactly. So low crowds. And England are generally, you know, like a lower level of crowds. Or, you know, like for some sides as well, just because you know the support. You know, for rugby league, it isn't it obviously isn't as high profile as it is over here. Very true. And so, what, signing what, Matt Orford, which I said at the time. Well, they did actually list that as one of the yeah. issues as far as the. the financial settlement they yep. had to reach with him yep. I just find it very interesting that if that's the solution now there's nothing to say that they're going to have some great epiphany of, of financial management and, and you know these marketing deals that they're going to put in place to, to produce revenue streams for the club to get them out of the shit yeah I mean because so, I can't speak for, it might be 200 quid next year yeah well I mean <laughs> I, can't sp- I can't speak with Johnny but I mean as far as I know literally like you know what three hours ago is when this sort of hit yeah and it's mid-April. They need five hundred grand yeah. to to you know, keep. So the someone's been going. keeping that under wraps. Exactly. You don't That's, amass five hundred grand worth of debt in three hours. They didn't wake up this yesterday. morning for a phone call from the bank to say, yeah. "Hey, you're uh, you're five hundred, yeah, five hundred grand in the red." Yeah, exactly. And Johnny was very surprised about it. So I mean, he's obviously a bit closer to the situation than us. So but this is a guy was, that knows people involved. He knows, you know, stuff. Like, he knows people involved with he the club. He talks funny, but he knows stuff. Yeah, so for him, for it's a surprise situation. Him. Yeah, terrible. I don't, you know, I have the same feeling for for Bradford fans as I as I do for for Titans fans, and you know, I watched the Magpies go under as well, and yeah. it was only the merger that saved them, and there's very very small remnants of of the Magpies still floating about, and uh, you know, I had to go through that, but. At least I have some sort of identity. There's no yeah. talk of the Titans merging. If they move, like how many Titans fans? They only had a club for five years. Yeah. How many of them are going to go? Well, I'm going to go support Redcliffe or yeah, Ipswich or you know, Darwin. yeah, Central Queensland Alice or whatever. Springs, yeah. Perth, rocks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's not good. Not good at all. No, it's it's terrible to see. And and you know, as footy fans, above all else, we we really feel for those guys, and we hope that they find a solution. Exactly. Recaps, Friday night football, the first game, the worst game. The Penrith Panthers, 39, absolutely soundly defeated. You want to talk about rock bottom? Rock, not yet, but yeah, the Parramatta Eels, 6. In front of a crowd of 13,788, and uh, I think that probably halved or probably, you know, maybe dropped 25% at the halftime break because they were down 23-0. Well, just, just after the halftime break. I there thought, was still plenty of them there to boo them off. 
Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I mean, during the break, during the intermission, because as they were off, went off the field, yeah, they 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 were showered with coins apparently, and uh, some people were um, ripping their jerseys off and throwing them onto the field. I mean. It, it was crazy, like, you know, the disappointment their fans must be going through. And even we saw on Twitter... Why they couldn't put a couple of buckets on the field and get people to, like, if they're going to throw coins, try and get them in the buckets, yeah. ship them over to Bradford. Exactly. Down the Gold Coast. Exactly. Do a good deed for someone. But, yeah, and I mean, you saw on Twitter, like, you know, later on the night when fans were, you know, coming home from the game and saying, that's it, never again. Yeah. Like, I'll keep supporting the side, but I'm not paying money to go and turn up to the ground to watch them deliver that sort of shit. Got an email from one of my best mates in Sydney today. Who's um, who's a devout para fan, and it went something along the lines of, uh, "Say, matey, shall we suffer in misery together? Do you want to talk about it?" And clearly, I replied no, um, and he said, "You know, surely, surely we can just talk about it a little bit. You know, I know what you're going through." I said, "Fuck, you know what I'm not going through. Everyone knew your team was going to be shit." <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, did you want to run through the scores? There's a few of them. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. Penrith Panthers. Lucky we had, they kicked the field goal. Yeah, uh, we got uh, Brad Tyre, Travis Burns, Michael Jennings, Lachlan Coote, and a hat trick to Etu Uesseli. Like good players do. Like good players do. Uh, field goal to Travis Burns and five from seven from Luke Walsh versus the Eels. A lonesome try. Rennie Matua Sandow with the extras. What a good looking try it was. Yeah, yeah good looking. Yeah, it was, it was good looking for you. But yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, a new not. low for Parramatta. I mean, something's got to give at that club. There's so much rot there at the moment. I don't know. You know, there's there's trouble at board level. Uh, the, there's serious discontent among the fan base. The players aren't putting in. The players are slagging off the coach on social media. And the, play, and the players not putting in. I mean, it literally was like, what, two, three, like very early on when they, that first try was very easy and very, very early. Yeah. So, yeah. Fans, like, booing and, you know, we make jokes about throwing coins or something and it's a bit of a trait of Parramatta fan base. I don't want to say too much, but, like, they don't do it if they're, you know, they do it out of frustration. And there's other ways to vent your frustration rather than launching your hard-earned coin at uh, guys worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yep, yep. But you've got to understand, you know, where they're coming from. Yep. Years and years of promise and they've had, you know, grand final in 09 and yep. based on half a season of good footy. Yeah. And other than that, it's Third been sacked the coach, playing like shit, yep. get rid of the players, new saviour, oh, not quite the saviour we thought he was. Um, what happened to Jared Hayne yep remember when he used to play good yep all those sorts of things you know like, you just imagine the therapy sessions around psychologists in Parramatta <laughs> making a fucking fortune exactly if they weren't throwing coins away which they, they could have spent on it discounts yeah like, I mean what, what can you say about it I mean were, were Penrith that good or Parramatta that shit I mean I think if Penrith was hard that, to say I think Penrith have shown at various points of this season that they were a good attacking side yeah Parramatta have shown at various points of this season, that they're a horrible defensive side. Yeah, you put two together, you end up with something around a thirty-nine to six scoreline. Well, I think I think you'd realistically you'd end up something more like fifty-five to six. And I think yeah. I think Penrith might have took their foot off the gas a little bit yeah. uh, after, especially after running up twenty-three nil at half time. Um, I think Cleary's got the right attitude in the fact that he was of the opinion that they should have won by more. Yeah. And and he said, you know, we really should have driven the knife in harder. And that's a good attitude for a coach in his, you know, very early days of his stint at Penrith. It's 
it shows that he's trying to instill the right attitude in that club. Yep. And it's an attitude that they really haven't had for a number of years in, you know, really that killer instinct. Yep. And, you know, that's good science for Penrith, I think. To have a 39-6 to win and have your coach coming out at the press conference in front of a fridge full of milk and say, <laughs> you know, okay, I'm happy with the win. Our yep. position weren't great, but we really should have put them to the sword properly. Exactly. That's That's a good sign. And I love that attitude in Australian sports too. Yeah, that, that fucking that, that, NFL, NFL thing about thing really don't running run up, up the score. score. Fucking run that shit up like a motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> it is the most ridiculous freaking concept and like yeah. it's some kind of, you know, Especially in America. Thing. Especially yeah. in America where they're the most gregarious, fucking boisterous bullshit race of people. Yeah. And they, you know, everything's bigger and better except the scoreline in the NFL game. Yeah, keep don't, that win, don't win the game by too much. <laughs> Once you've got the game guaranteed to be, you know, to be won, you know, it's bad. Celebrate with a fucking hamburger the size of your head, but don't run the scoreboard up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, we don't want it excess. We don't yeah. want to be excessive. It's ridiculous. And having said this, I had a Super Bowl decided 55 to nil as well. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> fuck's sake. What about uh, you were silly with his hat trick? Finished it off with a hot shoe shuffle? Look good. Tore Look, up the deep. I mean, it reminded me of myself and my hater. Tearing up the dance floor. Oh, you can't, you, know, you just can't fault a player that scores three tries. I mean, you know, you'd love a player that scored three tries this season so far. I would love a club that scored three tries in one game. <laughs> That's what I'd love. Well, you, you, got, you got three tries. We'll get to that, but you got three. <laughs> three legitimate tries in one game. Yeah, okay. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for para fans. They don't deserve, you know, what their team's dishing up at the moment. And, you know, they've got, you know, a messiah of a coach. They paid overs for a halfback that was supposed to usher in a bit of a new era for him yep. they got some forwards that really aren't putting in and the one that seems to be copping the flack is the one that is putting in yep. I don't understand any of the decision making that's going on over there good win for Penrith they blew some cobwebs out of their attack which is a good sign for them their coach still isn't happy which is another good sign and I mean how much worse can Parra get it's pretty sad to think yeah yeah exactly Twitter Aussie 111198 said, My 69-year-old grandmother can pass the ball better than half the Eels team and we put up more fight in defence than Sandow. Yeah. Fair call. He hasn't picked up his defensive uh, effort, has he? Oh, he wasn't bought for his defence, to, to be fair. Well, well, no, they knew what they were getting in that in that department, I suppose. Mickey T985, he's uh, chipped in with the, the, the line we all expected. Etu getting a hat-trick like all good players do. Mm, get your own material, mate. Don't use my own shit on me. Hey, hey, players, you know, I, I like listeners when they come in and with, you know, the lines when they're supposed to. It's great. And, yeah, um, listeners, most listeners, but not Mick. And me. I don't like his attitude. Glenn's favourite, Cambo96. My favourite. Yeah, Cambo96. Uh, in, his, in his inimitable style, eat a bag of dicks, Parramatta, you dirty fucking hazlers. Go fucking merge with Newtown and New South Wales Cup. <laughs> and, like, you know. I just wish for once he would tell us what he really thinks. And you know the the thing I like about it is that he sent it, he he tweeted that to two two people. He tweeted to us and Parramatta Eels Twitter account. <laughs> and this is a man, a manly supporter. Well, I say man, and I use the term very loosely because I'm not sure about his sexuality or his gender, to be to be more specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, Penrith defeated Parramatta. Yeah. He's a manly fan. Yeah. Yeah, no stake in Laying it, really. slippers in. Other than the fact that, you know, Parramatta are a, a traditional enemy of manly. Uh, um, dear Lord. Mr. Bowles, he said, uh, I'm thinking Grote and Woods passed on the baton to the para-eels, hash dominated. Mm, it's becoming <laughs> a thing. 
after one week it's fantastic and Troy underscore 79 says I feel sorry for Hindy he busts his ass week in week out for nothing needs to join a team that can well, win him a premiership he's losing the captaincy <laughs> <laughs> of course it's less than nothing then <laughs> he's actually going backwards um, yeah poor Hindy I mean we've said that a thousand times as well feel for Hindy uh, he, he should have If I'd love to go through the history of Nathan Highmarsh as a player and just table the offers that he perhaps was made during his career thus far because offers would have been made. There would have been attempts to, you know, where he would have been shopped around. I look around forward to him turning out for the Tigers next season to replace, you know, to go some way to replacing Gareth Ellis. Him and Sonny Bill Williams. Adam Blair. Well, when Adam Blair finally rocks up to the club, I look forward to seeing his performances. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next game, where are we? We got the Brisbane Broncos. Tough old game in Perth. They defeated the Rabbitohs twenty points to twelve in front of a good crowd over there in Perth. Uh, just it was shy an awesome of, crowd, wasn't it? Yeah, just shy of sixteen thousand. And you know what? If they were to bring a team in Perth, you know, sixteen thousand as a starting figure would probably be. It was you know, an early decent. kickoff for them too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would have been early for them because. Uh, what it was came it came to us live at Queensland seven thirty so yeah what take five thirty then yeah sort of take two hours off so what daily savings are three or yeah two of, oh. but yeah so I mean there was a good yeah you know, early on a Saturday so yeah good on for that uh, the point Friday they're not a fucking day in front dude did I say Saturday did I? yeah you did. okay um, uh, Broncos tries yes fucking hell not that far away <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty far New Zealand's closer. <laughs> I guess so. But, you know, New Zealand's New Zealand. Would, I think uh, the point is that uh, Western Australia is ready for NRL. Definitely. Uh, we had tries at Broncos. Matt Gillette, Josh Hoffman, Jared Beal with a double. And we had Wallace getting two from four conversions versus the Rabbits. Andrew Erringham with a double. Good player. Yep. And uh, Adam Reynolds getting the goals. Uh, he got one goal, one conversion, sorry, and one penalty goal. So, the Rabbitohs started very well. Looked like they were going to put it on the Broncos. English looked really good again. Jumped out to 12-0. Yep. Looked very good. Broncos were out of it. And admit, and like, I'm going to call it straight down the line with these pink sheets. The referees are trying to fuck them up the ass. There were a few... Uh, controversial. Controversial refereeing decisions that went against the Broncos. And despite all that, uh, I think young go- led by some of the young generation like Hoffman and Gillette, and Gillette, when he came on, really changed the course of the game. Yep, uh, definitely. One of the first tackles he made, crunched uh, one of the South forwards and, and set the tone. Yep. Uh, it was great in attack. Um, Hoffman was his usual self. I think he's just a fantastic player. I really like Hoffman as a player. And I think this really came down, this game, to, to a clash of cultures. The Broncos are going entering into a bit of a new era with a lot of young players, a retirement of Lockie, um, and also at the moment, obviously Parker's out. Yep. But built up over a long over a long period of time as, as being a winning culture in the club, um, and that's as hard to break as a as a losing culture. Yep. And they say winning's a habit, and, and losing is also a habit. I think the Broncos really drew on that winning culture that they've built up over a long period of time, and unfortunately, South have made some significant strides this season with, with obviously a new coach who's who's instilling a bit more belief in them and and obviously they're playing roster's got you know some more experience playing together but they've still got a number of years of not being really amongst the, the elite of the NRL well, yeah so, like 20 plus yeah exactly like 24 years I reckon despite some big name signings etc yeah um 
So they've still got to break out of a losing culture, and I think that's basically what this game come down to. The Broncos weren't at their best, and South really took it to them for a large part of the game, but the Broncos really dug in and, and drew on that that history of winning, and, and the young guys got through and, and, and set the tone and got away with it. I was, yep. I was pretty impressed with how the Broncos took what South had to offer and, and still come away with a good win. And now we have to talk about the probably the, the key incident in the entire game. Oh, I don't, I don't really game. want to, to be honest. But. Drew Yowie with a horrific... One of the worst ever. ...ankle break, leg slash ankle break, where his, where his leg, had, his foot basically had folded around underneath his leg. Looked horrible. Was um, horrible. Bone sticking out I saw a, two inches. I saw a still picture of it before I actually saw the live footage. Um, I didn't actually get to watch the game live. I watched it the next day and... Um, I just, I, the still picture, I've, I've got it like that cold rush, and like I felt like I was going to be sick. And then watching the lie, I, I couldn't do it. I, I had to turn away. I couldn't watch it. That poor, like, and that's one thing we, I mean, we we slander players on here. We, oh. we give them a hard time. And we give credit where credit's due as well. But for guys to come back and play elite level sport after injuries like that, which you know Yao is going to do, um, and we've seen countless players do you know yep. with horrific injuries like that I can sit here now and say I don't know that I'd have that in me <laughs> obviously okay retirement yeah, pension yeah, yeah pension yeah. not gonna happen no <laughs> <laughs> um, you know just the I just I couldn't watch it I couldn't do it it really shocked me to be yeah. honest and the poor bastard. It's a long rehab. It is very, very, very long rehab. Um, I mean, he'd be he'd be certainly gone for the season. You think, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you know, he's. I mean, you know, then reports come out. Like he's like, oh no, you know, I'll be good. It's not career threatening. I'll be back quicker than you think. Blah blah blah. I still think it's going to be as slow as we think. I don't think it's going um, to be career threatening, but yeah. I don't know that we'll see him again in 2012. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just just such a horrific break. Uh, best of luck in the rehab, man. Because I love out. him as a player too. He's been really good since he's come on for the Broncos, and he's he's achieved a lot in a short space of time. Yep. And this will be a setback, but I'm sure he'll, he'll be able to get back on the field and and kick ass like he was. Okay, Twitter DJ X Plane says Ash Klein thinks it's a UK Super League. Should have given Reynolds ten in the bin for simulation. <laughs> Speaking back to some of the refereeing in the first half, there. Yes. Beer Boy one eight two said Ray Hadley doing the South the NRL South Brisbane game with Wally Lewis means the volume goes down on the TV, and this week's episode of This Week in League goes on. Thank you. Hash bring back Vossi. He's really, he's really uh, hasn't really had much of an effect on the on the listeners or the watch, the viewers for Channel Nine, has he, Hadley? No, and um, you can't even say that he's uh, he's like polarizing uh, people. I haven't I've heard seen, one person. I've seen out. one. One. One person say, okay. "Oh, it's fantastic to see a real commentator on." Now, everyone else is just generally vicious bagging. Really, you um, know, Ray Warren is is not a young man. No, I I think he's already approximately two hundred years of age. Thereabouts. How many years has he got left in him? Exactly. It's it's daylight. Yeah. Between Rabs and and Hadley or Vossi or anyone on Fox. There's going to be there's going to be basically a big seismic shift in the way that commentary is delivered to us. Definitely, and uh, we're going to have like the drunk, drunk Joey and Freddie show. Yeah, I think Andy Raymond is is a great commentator, but yeah. he's still a long way from raps. Yeah. And as you would expect, with the chasm in experience and yeah, 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 and all the rest of it, I, I think um, 
Warren Smith doesn't really do it for me. No. Nope. Hadley doesn't really do it for me. And I, I'm not a big fan of Vossie's commentary. No, so. I wasn't a big fan. This funny thing is, like, people bag the crap out of Vossie, and then now he's gone and Hadley's in his place. Man. Just like, what? careful what you wish for, man. Yeah. Grass is, grass is not always greener. No. Uh, what else have we got here? Aussie 111198. Tweeting yeah. the machine this weekend. Uh, he said, uh, Vintage South, with them having a good lead and still losing. <laughs> and, of course, you know, the, the LOL at South, you know, made a massive uh, appearance. And we've got uh, Mr. Underscore Wars. Possibly one of the hardest games I've ever sat through. I'm emotionally empty. We may not win the comp, but I'm proud to be a Bronco. I love Mr. Wars as a fan. Oh, t- uh, he, he's a great guy. I mean, t- nothing like his Twitter persona. I mean, in, in reality. I mean, <laughs> well, no, he's wrong. He's wrong in real life. Yeah, but he I mean... He says a lot of wrong shit to my face. But he tries to come out all hard and everything on Twitter, and he's just he's not that dude. Yeah, he's... <laughs> He's, he's not. But you can't... He does love... struggle to win a fight with a P.A.W. Yeah. <laughs> Simo underscore Ali says, uh, I think the refs may have thought they were refing manly. Justice in the end. Oh, God. All is right with the world. That's come from a Broncos fan too, no, motherfucker. What, everyone hates manly, not just referees. Super Saturday. The first game we had was the New Zealand Warriors defeating the Gold Coast Titans from a scoreline of 26 points to 6 in front of an average crowd of 12,915. Warriors tries. They had one to Mannering, Manu Vatavai, Elijah Taylor, and a double to Sean Johnson. Maloney, 3 of 5 on the conversions versus the Titans, a solitary try to Luke O'Dwyer, and one goal to Scotty Prince. Just all boiled down to a, a a vast difference in class between these two sides, I think. Vast difference. The Titans were on the spoon last year, of course, but this year they are far worse because, I mean, they were competitive up through the, you know, to origin time-ish. I mean, they weren't in spoon position at that time of the season. No, um, definitely they not. Certainly, they just started losing everything in the latter half of the season, especially in the run towards the end. And, uh, my God, like... They, they were, created some opportunities. They just weren't good enough to capitalise. Yeah, well, they just, they just weren't good enough Frenchie at all. Frenchie on mean, the wing there bombed a couple. Yeah, and we were, and we were, we were praised them last week because I think they were only down like sort of 4-0, I think, at half-time yep. to the storm before they got buried late. Yep. Uh, this time, not the case. I mean, there's pretty much both halves went the same way. No, Sean Johnson really stamped his class on this game, scored a couple of tries. There was one, the first try he scored was... It should have had no right to be scored. Yeah. He just did a dipsy doodle, threw a dummy, did a pirouette, um, did some Irish dancing and skipped through two players and dove over from about two metres out. Yeah. All in the space of 30 centimetres. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, the second one, we sort of, you know, took a loose ball and, and scooted it away and used his speed to, to score that one, but... He's showing no signs of the of the second year syndrome, or as we like to call it, the uh, the Mortimer Mortimer effect. Oh, is that what we call it? That's what I call it now. <laughs> now it is okay. We call it. Yeah, we've always called it. Oh, has there ever been a a greater example of second year syndrome than Daniel Mortimer? Yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say about this game. Titans, just fucking pull your Competitive head. Competitive in patches. Yeah, but, but patches you know, for a couple very... of minutes here and there, and that's unfortunately is from what they've shown this season, it's about as much as they can hope for at this stage. Yeah. And you have to say, the way since a lot of this off field stuff's broken, the way that they've played and the score lines that they've been faced with, you have to say it's having an effect on them. Yeah. You have to look at, you know, the timeline from when it broke to and the games that they've lost and the score lines that they've lost by. Can't be good. There's been Plus some drop like heads the, in there, and yeah, and there's the, also the alternative. I mean, like you know, you've got Scott Prince playing absolutely disgracefully. He's carried on last season's form. 
But now with You're all this talk, of, Princey this year. with all this talk of Cronk and everything, that's not going to do him any good, is it? Uh, that means he's going to be farmed off to England, really. Prince is the face of the franchise in a lot of in a lot of ways, and for him, like I read one story, if they sign Cronk, they're going to move Princey to five eight, and. Whilst I don't necessarily think he'd make a bad fist to 5'8", if you're the face of a franchise, you were the first marquee signing, yeah. you still probably have the opinion that you're at the peak of your powers, still have a lot to offer the club, you've still got a couple of years to run on your contract, yep. if they can afford to pay it. The thought of being moved from your favoured position yep. to accommodate someone else, that doesn't speak to the, to the franchise marquee yeah. sort of persona that the Titans have built for him. Yeah, and I don't think they'd be hard do, to cop. I don't think they'd move him to, to uh, 5 8. I, I think, think they'd, they'd move him, him to 5 8 if 5 8 was a town in England. Yeah. <laughs> they'd move him to 5 8, you know, like 5 8 for Hull or something yeah. like that. Um, 5 8, the, the sleepy town outside of Essex. Yeah, just as long as it's not 5 8 for Bradford because then you just, you know, out of the frying pan into the fire. Well, they are sister clubs. Yeah. <laughs> The the new Kiwi commentator. I apologise. I don't know his name, and I'm assuming he's not a Costigan. <laughs> his pronunciation of the, of the names, the Kiwi names. Well, yeah, I love it. That's that's, that's what they're I love there for. It. That's what they're there for. It's magnificent. Exactly that. Matulino, Mateo, <laughs> Ropati. I, I love it. I could listen to it all day. Really. He's got nothing else to offer in commentary, but geez, he can pronounce those names. Fuck, you're easily amused. Well, <laughs> Have you got anything else there? Or can I go to no, Twitter? No, that's it. That's All right. It. No, Twitter, not terribly excited by this game. Troy underscore 79 said, what's wrong with Prince? He's playing like an old man. Well, he was playing like an old man with a busted bicep, I think, because uh, he's out this week. Wow. Bicep injury, you know, bicep air quotes injury. I think you're being a bit harsh on Princey. I think he's going to take a rap for, for the... An underperforming forward pack, and um, you know, unfortunately, that dictates a lot of the room that he has to to move, and I, th- I think that's having an effect on his game. Plus, he's playing like shit. <laughs> so, so yeah, right. But I'd like to also say that uh, yeah, there's the forwards were a contributing factor. <laughs> um, sorry, I just want to bring up something that's just come through here that um, from Cruzio Six, he said he's uh, LOLing at the at, at the West Tigers. Rumoured signing of Ray Cashmere. Another marquee forward for the pack. Okay. Let's move on, shall at we? At Jar TV, Warriors, Titans. I'm launching a class action suit against the Centre for Excellence claiming false advertising. <laughs> Timely. Moving on to the next game. St. George, Illawarra Dragons, 17. Defeated the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 6. In front of a crowd just shy of 18,000 at Cogra. What do you got to say, mate? Um, good game. I think it was one. I of thought the, it was a good game. One of the better games of the season so a far. Good, I think tough, hard game, and I think it boiled down to a couple of key errors, really, for Manly. A couple of little handling errors here and there that, that really cost Manly the game. Yeah, just um, not seizing right a couple of opportunities it. as well. Sorry. Just not yep. seizing a couple of opportunities, and also just you can imagine the impact that over on the left that Matai would have had when they were making ground fairly easily over there, especially when you got Soward, you know, in front of you, T Rex. You know, having him over there on the left-hand side, and then 
Glenn Stewart on the right-hand side. I mean, they're just missing some key, just that extra little bit of boost that they would have needed because as far as the rest of the game, I mean, you know, they weren't they weren't outmatched at all. It was a very evenly played game, especially, well, it's kind of like, I guess it was a game of two halves. I mean, the Dragons got, you know, all the running in the first half. Manly pretty much all the running in the second half as well for, for the vast majority of it. Um, St. George was still good enough to to put the game on ice and this was a good indication that I think they're, they're back to somewhere near their best. They want a grinding, a real grinding sort of game and that's the type of football they're going to need to play to, to get over the top of teams like Manly when it really counts. Yeah. It doesn't really yeah. count in March, but... No, exactly. I mean, they were very fortunate, of course, with a couple of tries as well. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, I can't speak about that. <laughs> but you will. No, no, those... Everyone knows what I'm talking about. They were also denied a completely fair... Uh, it would have been a f- completely fair try to Soward when he was running away. Didn't go anywhere near knocking that ball on. Oh, I thought he knocked it on. Of course you did. And the referee actually blew the whistle straight away too. Who said he would have scored the try? No one was Manly, Soward from there. Manly no. played to the whistle and they all just stopped and, let, and, and Soward... No one was stopping. Soward him. ran. The only reason he kept running was because he thought, oh, even though the whistle's been blown, you know... Some the referee might change the rules of the game and, <laughs> and still refer it to the video referee, even though everyone else played the whistle and stopped and couldn't possibly be given a try in any fucking. Ashley Klein couldn't give that shit a try. Someday when we're signed to a uh, a media juggernaut and still have our right of saying all sorts of wrong shit. Well, that's not yeah okay. Um, and we have the benefit like a team of boffins that can just run around and bring up video on spec yeah I'd love to have that and just say can you please point out to me where where that's a knock on and I would and I, and and I, I would give you the right of reply I, there I would glad I gladly would excellent I'd, well, point, I'd, I'd love that you would cooperate with me and, and not only that cooperate I'd, with me in that sense I'd, I'd point out where Jason Nightingale knocked the ball on then <laughs> grounded the ball grounded the arm carrying the is ball is this the stuff you said you weren't going to mention <laughs> yeah well you, you didn't take the bait <laughs> you know the metre forward pass to Michael Wayman and the, <laughs> and the fact that the Foxtel only displayed... Oh, yeah. This is more stuff you're not going to mention. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, uh, and Foxtel only showed that last Nightingale try. They only showed the grounding on that try once because it looks oh, so pretty it's a suspect. Foxtel conspiracy. Well, no, no, but I mean, they moved on pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah. But, uh, you know, good effort from both sides. Um, very early in the season, it's of course. It's clear that both teams are among the top tier of the NRL. And um, I guess we both we expected them both to be. They've had both had, you know, manly loss of the Sharks... St. George got thumped by the Bulldogs, but seems they're both back on track after wins against the Tigers. So. <laughs> if, it wasn't a, if it wasn't for a man of the match performance from Jared Maxwell, you would have lost to the Sharks as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what do we got here? Twitter, bend me over Hopper. What a fucking shit performance. Outmuscled by 16 men and a cat. <laughs> Hash, never fucking again. Fucking was all in capitals, hence the emphasis. What does that mean? That, what does that mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. Or a nun it's, or it's, something? And speaking of, I, I mean, I'm sure the cat he's talking about is Ben Cray, but another cat that was on the field is the cat in the hat, Jamie Soward, who tried to step to fucking Wolfman. <laughs> ultimate, ultimate cat. Um, he's lucky, Wolfman. I mean, doesn't he know that, you know, the Wolfman, he's got fucking adamantium blades that come out of his hands, man. He just sort of just drilled him. But uh, he's, 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 not, he's not actually Wolverine, man. Oh, you fucking try him and see. You're lucky. You're, he was lucky. And Soward, um, yeah, he looked every every uh, inch the prize fighter. I mean, if you're going to pick a fight with a guy, you're wearing fucking headgear. 
you essentially got a fair you got a fair advantage when it comes down to yeah. it. Yeah. Why would you just tuck your chin in? As long as he's not going to hit you on the button, man, you're probably not going to get done with a temple punch. Let, just yeah. get in there and start wailing. Exactly. Dude. I mean, you know, just just watch the uppercut. But other than that, you're fucking tuck set. Tuck your chin in, mate. You're all good. <laughs> uh, Devon Head said, "Cracking game of footy. Both sets of fans should be proud of their teams." And uh, he eight, just doesn't want to cop another spray. Anyway, yeah. H Dragons. Work. Fuck you, Devon Head. And here we go. H Dragons fan. Perhaps a name change to this week in losing to the Dragons is appropriate for us two being the hosts. Winky face. Is that... What? Winky... Is yeah, that, is, winky is smiley. Is he changing his name as well to Winky face? No, that's what we're calling from now on. Winky yeah. face. Winky so, face. Thanks, Winky fans. Slash cockhead. If you want to follow Winky face, he's <laughs> at HDragonsFan on Twitter. <laughs> Next, again... Winky face and trotters. There's a boy band if ever I've heard one. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be the, the, the greatest sensation in Wuss Rock since Hall Oates. <laughs> All right. Um, next game on the Saturday night, once again, uh, we had what I consider to be a massive upset. The Cronulla Sharks, 20, defeated the North Queensland Cowboys, 14, in front of a crowd of just over 11,000 at Dairy Farmers. Half time, the Sharkies were just in front, barely, just in the last minute of the half as well. 14 uh, 10 over the Cowboys. Cowboys, their 14 points came from tries to Matty Bowen, Ashley Graham, Gavin Cooper. Conversions, one of three for Thurston. And uh, a penalty, none of one to Thurston. So, uh, awesome night on the boot for Thurston. Benji-esque. Sharky's 20 points. <laughs> Paul Gallen, Ben Pomeroy, Andrew Fafita with tries. And we had Todd Carney, three of three, plus a penalty. Andrew Fafita got a try, eh? He did. He did. Could have used, uh, used those four points. Could definitely have used those. We could have <laughs> used a couple of hit-ups and some fucking tackles as well, but I don't yeah. want to say too much. Yeah. Paul Gallen. Yeah. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Fucking um, how, how good is he? When Jonathan Thurston I, even comes out in a press conference and said, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a machine, he's an animal. Absolute machine. <laughs> I saw a statistic today that, on Twitter that said that uh, this year, 14% of all runs by the Cronulla Sharks have been done by Paul Gallen. <laughs> I saw a stat that said Paul Gallen walks further to the fucking shop than Adam Blair ran in that whole fucking game last night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true too. We'll get to that game, but yeah, just you're one right. way. He yeah. walks that again on the way back from the shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. We'll get to that. Don't you worry about that. Oh. Um, my point on Gallon, other than the fact that he's a legend, and he's come full circle in my eyes because geez, I used to hate him. Captain of my Supercoach side, sensational. Oh, yeah, two hundred twenty points, fucking amazing. Unfortunately, I've got too many nufties in my side, and I've done really shit at Supercoach this week again. My point on Do you Gallen, have Adam Blair in your side? No, please. Why don't you fucking put your money where your mouth is? Are you fucking serious? I got fucking How Darcy. shit is my team as it is without him? Darcy Army's in, in my side. Oh, fucking. Is Brett Stewart in there? No. Rest my case. What's that got to do with the price of eggs? The, gallon, <laughs> the poor Gallon effect on the Sharks. He's always, always tried to impose his will on a team that just haven't been good enough to go with him. Yep. The fact that they seem to be growing an extra leg, and there's a bit of belief growing in the group. Uh, Carney's there now, yeah. So they do have that, you know, that real match winner sort of superstar element to them yep. as well. His effect on the team is even greater, and the fact that they came from behind, yes. they had an opportunist try there as well, but they were good enough to take advantage of it. Yep. And when the game was on the line, and they needed someone to make the play. He was taking the ball from 10-odd metres out 
and carrying people across the line and just planting the ball down because he could. Yep. Just that's that's one thing other teams are going to have to watch out for now. If the Sharks do continue to grow in confidence, and it's a big if because they've shown no, nothing yep. in their history that that's going to be the case. And they have to kick Carney out of the boozer, although traditionally he does last Look, the season. There's a lot of work for them to do, yep. okay? But let's just say that the Sharks are in a semi-final game. It's really tight. They're playing against, you know, an evenly matched opposition. and then and But one team or the other needs someone to make that play. Yep. Would you back against Paul Gallon? Hell no. I fucking wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, he almost darted, he almost darted his team against Manly the week before, though, when he dropped it in the same situation. He did, and but <laughs> it's a credit to him that he probably would have committed suicide, <laughs> as we said last week. Um, you know, he rides, he rides every every wave of emotion through that club, and it's a credit to him. But he's he's amazing. He's he's getting better. Like we were saying this sort yeah. of stuff about him last year, but he's know, better. He's stuff. better than that. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's crazy. You can't, teams can't sleep on the Sharks anymore. It's clear. <laughs> so, um, you know, credit to them. They've, they've copped all sorts of flack from plenty Us. of fan bases, this, <laughs> this show, the media. Uh, but right at the moment, they've had two cracking wins in a row and were probably, were certainly unlikely not to have won a third game. So, um, robbed. You could it's completely say. robbed, I'll yep. admit it. Matty Bowen pretty much played a lone hand for the Cowboys, I thought. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly back to his back to his best. Yeah, um, scored one try, set up the other with a brilliant kick from dummy half, which yeah. no one saw coming. Thurston, hopeless, essentially. I don't know about hopeless, he certainly tried his guts out, but he, he wasn't. Yeah, he tried, but game. I mean, it was like you know that, that's like saying that Scott Prince tries too. I mean, of course he it, does, but you know, it wasn't wasn't happening for him. It, it wasn't his happiest game, but the fact that Bowen almost got him over the line, even without JT at his best, is a good sign for the Cowboys, yep. and it's a sh- sign that Bowen's confidence is back. Yep, because a lot of the times. Whilst Bowen is more often than not brilliant, a lot of the times that's him running off Thurston or yeah. getting inside balls through the ruck. This was individual brilliance, and yep. that's when you know he's at his best. Um, Bowen's hit on Gardner. I think it was legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was legal too. Yeah. I don't think there was too much in it. There was a bit of a hullabaloo over it. I, I well, I mean, he's, really Gardner's good. a little guy. And I think he's it obviously, looked worse and he, and he because smashed by Gardner's it. so fast. Yeah. And the impact that Bowen hit him with has stopped him dead in his tracks and knocked him in his ass. Yeah. And when you see a guy that's that quick just yep. get absolutely poleaxed back the other way, it looks a lot worse than what Yeah, but the thing, thing you need to realise is too, Gardner is is essentially a midget. And so True, it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot to reverse his direction. I think the fact that he was concussed is because his head hit the ground so Yeah, hard. I think so too. I don't think there was any contact from Bowen. Yeah. Either his shoulder or his, or his arms or whatever. And it's interesting to note that he's been named for the Sharks this week. And I thought, wasn't there like, you know, a you know concussions, you had to be rested for a week. Um, but, you know, we'll get to that. Uh, and just the final note is uh, Gavin Cooper. The week that I brought him in my fantasy side because I needed a cheapie. Gets a try. Jacks his points up. He's going well. Good knock, son. He's, he's usually good for a try. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm um, very happy with I that. I know that I've mentioned it before. I remember his debut game where he carved up the Tigers and probably had a... Yeah, you know, got a double, I think. Didn't Sorry? He? He got a double, didn't he? He got at least one. It was yeah. the, the, game, the try that sealed it. Um, since then, he's played for the Titans. He's had a stint at Penrith, and now he's back to the Cowboys and yep. playing some you know, some really good footy. So, All right. Um, and Twitter, negligent. Everyone Nothing. Was, everyone was drained after the Manly game. They just couldn't stand to see any more football for the Not night. Not even Cronulla fans. Not even Cronulla fans. You'd think they'd be just over the moon, but no. Unbelievable. Uh, the call is out to you, Sharkies. 
be more vocal. Step up. Fuck's sake. You're Are you still winning. listening or have we slagged your team off that much you've given up on us? They're actually winning now. they got something. To, they got something to crow about. We're so, giving yeah. them credit too. Yeah. I'll yeah, just, fuck you. Yeah. I've waxed lyrical about them for like a good minute. Yeah. And yeah, it's the, you know, let's, let's not get carried away. Like, you know, they're going well. Keep doing it. We'll even, you know, we might even, you know, call it this week in Sharkies. You never know. <laughs> or not. Moving on to Sunday, the first game was the Melbourne Storm absolutely pumping the Sydney Roosters 44 points to four in front of a Melbourne crowd of just under 12,000 people. Um, Half time, 16 nil. Storm. Tons of tries. We've got a double to Cronk, Ryan Hoffman, double to Billy Slater, Will Chambers, Kevin Proctor, and Dane Nielsen got the first try of the match. And we had Cameron Smith getting five of seven from the boot, Gareth Widoff getting one of one, versus the Roosters, a solitary try to Boyd Cordner. Braith missing with his shot. Billy Slater got another double. Another double. The week I put him in as fullback in the fantasy side. Yeah. I had to because he's been getting two tries a week. I mean, you can't ignore yeah, that kind of form. You can't argue with that. Um, first player ever to open up the season with four doubles. Yeah. Eight yeah. tries in four games. <laughs> You're kidding. He's loving it. He's loving it. It's uh, it's a pretty impressive effort. Just, he's just his acceleration. Just amazing. I, I love watching him play. I know you're not a fan, but you, you've got to you've got to give credit. The guy can play the game. As I said on Twitter, I said, look, Billy, Billy and Cam, I hate you and you hate me. But let's just work together for the sake of my fantasy team for the next 80 <laughs> minutes. And they did. Yeah, I think Cameron Smith, whilst he wasn't brilliant, he still had a, a reasonable game. But yeah. he, he was far from a standout. But Cronk and Slater, just... Yeah. You don't lock that in even need all three of them to fire. Well, that's the thing. I mean, how often do you see Cronk and Smith firing at full... In a yeah. game, you never do because usually it takes one or the one or the other to yeah. take a bit of a back seat to to see that happen. Billy's always amongst it, you know. Either way, he's on the end of it. Um, yeah, well, he he sort of reaps the benefits of their yeah, play. So, yeah. just yeah, you can see why teams are fawning over Cronk, and you know, I just wonder, you know, with the whole salary cap thing, and they had players leaving and and all the rest of it out of necessity. No one really begrudged any of the players. It was more like they had to move on. Yeah. But I wonder the effect if... if I don't think Cronk's going anywhere. No, I, think I think he's so. going to stay at Melbourne. If indeed he does sign somewhere else, I just wonder the effect that that's going to have on the club because that'll be the first signing since all that where a guy is actually voluntarily... And one of the it. one of the uh, the spine yeah. that you know they maintained through that well, whole exactly. period. Yeah. He was you know one of the big... you know Greg Inglis was like the prodigal son in that club and they let him go. Yeah. So if for one of these guys... To move on voluntarily, you would imagine it's going to have an effect somehow. But yeah. you'd say they'd be a professional enough club to get the job done. He's Given the loyal only, enough to them that the only club you're thinking that they're really talking about is the Titans. And let's face it, they're a basket case. So I think he's probably going to stay at the Storm if they can come close to the money. Or oh, yeah. I think it was just driving his price up, testing his worth on the open market. So you know yeah. whatever dollars he was going to get out of the Storm were, were market value. Yeah. I don't think he was ever going to go anywhere. Yep. I think you'll see out his career there. I'll be very, very surprised if he signs anywhere. Yep. The Roosters tried hard, but there's a real there was a real chasm in class between these two sides, and they were they were in the game right up, you know, for most of the first half. But they they were denied a try, which, which probably should have went benefit of the doubt. Yeah, especially the way benefit of the doubt was used this weekend, and the way and and Braith and Astor blew up, and rightfully so. Um, he mentioned that, you know, he's looked at it a thousand times. Clearly, there's doubt there. We yeah. get the benefit of that. Yeah. 
And when you look when, in that context, he's 100% right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I personally didn't think it was a try, but no, it but doesn't matter enough. what I think. It matters what the video ref thinks. And he looked at it a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. doubt. Um, and the fact that Melbourne then went on and scored a, a long-range try after that. Pretty much sunk them. That, that was pretty much the end of the Roosters, and Melbourne ran away with it in the second half. It was pretty one-way traffic in the yeah. second 40s. And just want to say to the Roosters fans, like, you know, you did get dudded by the ref probably on two occasions uh, from memory, but you were never going to win that game, and you were never even going to get close to that game. I mean, you can talk about momentum shifts, but, I mean, the Storms scored, like, you know, in the first kind of, you know, first minute or two. It might have dulled the impact of the loss, but it was still have been a loss. Yeah, <laughs> and probably a, a decent loss too. Yeah, the, the Roosters, once the Roosters dropped their intensity, Melbourne really seized that opportunity and really exploded with a bunch of tries in, in a short space of time and just iced the game. It was a pretty professional display, I thought, and um, one that we're accustomed to seeing from them at the moment, and they just keep rolling on. Bloody impressive. Exactly. Uh, Twitter fairly quiet, but we got one from Rooster Supporter. Can you guess where this is going? Gavin Badger, 150 games and still can't count to six. So there you go. What was that about? Oh, well, clearly he's having a shot at the referee, but I mean, he's, he's, he's intimating that there was a, a mistake in the in the tackle count I didn't at some hear point. That. And no, I've not heard that. I've not heard that afterwards either, and I don't even remember it from the from the game. But you know, clutch on you know with your little rooster claws, clutch yes. on to anything. <laughs> now uh, we move on to the next game. Fantastic game. This almost felt like a win for me. The Newcastle Knights twenty defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs six. Do you think you're ever going to get over the bitterness? No. So will you still be carrying on? Like if Brett Stewart goes somewhere, yeah, and I'm not saying he is, I don't think he will. I think he will, but yeah, anyway. You think he'll leave? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I think well, it's certain. If he plays somewhere else, not, not through being a not through being a, a Hasler, but just you know being like you know just because money forces him out. Right. So you're not going to have the same level of discontent, despite everything that the club's been through with him. Oh yeah, no, he'll be he'll be dead to me. But like you know, I'm not going to hate on him. He just won't exist anymore. You'd be like a ghost. Invisible. Okay. <laughs> Why do you ask? No, no, I just, I know from personal experience how uh, highly regarded he is amongst mm-hmm. the Manly fan base. And, yeah. And I know how many times you went into bat during his court case and all the rest of it. And, it, you know, for a bloke that you obviously love as a player but didn't know from Burra Soap and you... Got into some serious verbal stouches with a bunch of people, um, you know, off off his back sort of thing. And the club supported him through that, and exactly, and, his, and some pretty serious injuries. Exactly. And so the given fact he's... that he can still command top dollar is a credit to him and a credit to the fact that he's a great player. But yeah. you would think, you know, there'd be some inclination to maybe cop a lesser deal in order to stay manly and repay the faith. But exactly. I agree, hundred percent. And that's, if you're that's stay, the angle which I figured you would take, and that would then lead to a similar sort of bitterness that you display towards Mister D Hasler. Well, no, because I mean, if if we can't afford the price, then that's the end of it. But yeah, I mean, he'll be dead for me for exactly the reason you said. I mean, you know, if you want, and and the thing I have, I don't have a problem with people leaving. It happens to every club, you know. People come, people go. That's fine. But when someone's like, oh, insert club name, oh, you know, I love club never want to leave club I want to finish out my career at club then do it if you're going to stay fucking stay if you're not you know don't say that shit then 
Simple. Is that what Brett Stewart said? Well, I mean, you know, he's, he hasn't really come out like said anything like that, but I mean, there have been times through, you know, through his career where he said stuff like that. So, you know, if you're going to be a mercenary, that's fine. Be a mercenary. I mean, that's just the way footy is. But yeah, don't fucking say, you know, as like, you know, Cherry the whole time, he was you know, through his negotiations. I mean, he had tough negotiations, but he's still the whole time he was saying, you know, I want to stay at the club. So, you know, and he did obviously work through tough negotiations. His manager obviously threw some fucking curveballs as well to try and, you know, make it even worse, but got through it, found a way mm-hmm. and he's, and he's there. So, okay. you know, can be done now. Back to the actual game at hand, though. Um, we had the, the the Newcastle Knights got tries through Jared Mullen and uh, Richie Fayoso, Alex McKinnon, Gidley, one of one on the conversions. Sorry, sorry. He was one of two on the conversions and one of one of the penalty goals. And we had uh, a try, the Doggies, one try, consolation try right at the death to the Ottoman, Joel Romolo and Turner added Wants the extras. Hearts. It, it did warm our house. I mean, it's a consolation. And I think I said on Twitter at times, you know, if this has to be a consolation try scored, then that's the only person that's allowed to score it. And the fact <laughs> that it was a consolation try, you know, made it, you know, that was fine. Go for your nuts, Ottoman. Um, dogs never in this game for a minute. No. Not one minute were they in this game. They looked an, an absolute rabble and it fucking warmed my heart no end. And it basically, that's it's how I expected to see him. That's how I expected to see him play this year was why I dipped him with a spoon. So more of that, please, doggies, make me right. <laughs> I think we, it was the first time we've seen a real Bennett-like display from Newcastle. It's starting and, to take. And it was that in every sense of the word. Yeah. It, it really, they controlled it. They, you know, they answered what little their opposition threw at them, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, and just slowly turned the screws, applied the pressure, took advantage of a couple of opportunities to put points on and, and ground out the win. Uh, and that was that. Took, took the penalty goal when it was <laughs> yeah, off I mean, it as well it, at a time it, they probably could have, could have, have gone been the try. Yeah. And, and the dogs could have been just as far out of the game as they were in this. So, yeah. Um, I think the Knights have found their groove. And well, this is the first signs of them finding their yeah, groove. Let's that, see what happens next week. You know, yeah. They've shown 80 minutes of finding their groove. Whether that continues, whether you know this Bennett-like display lasts a week or whether it's the way they're going to play from here on out or, or certainly more often than not remains yep. to be seen. The dogs seemed that they were in their groove the first three weeks of the comp, and it, you know they lost their way. It didn't help that their halfback was hurt early on after eleven or so minutes. Yeah, but it was just um, Hodkinson anyway. I mean, you know, he's hardly he's hardly the halfback that has the influence on on their club like a, a, a you know or a half playmaker that has the influence on their club like a Gidley or a Mullen, um, a Marshall, you know, someone like that. Cherry um, Evans. Oh, fucking please. So. <laughs> They did obviously lose their way a little bit after he got hurt, but that was no excuse for the way that they were completely outplayed and outmuscled in the, in this game. I, I was pretty impressed with the against Knights the sides that on paper they matched up very very well. Very against much. The so certainly yeah. through the forwards. Yeah, would have yeah. The dogs definitely had the upper hand as far as um, momentum through the, the middle of the ruck by their forwards. It's got some really good, strong, big forwards with high work rates and. I would have picked that to, to be enough to be at least competitive with the Knights, if not beat them convincingly. So, um, yeah, I was disappointed in the Dogs, but, you know, both of these teams are going through changes, you know, different cultures that different coaches are starting to instill. The, the Dogs seem to have taken to theirs a little bit earlier, but this game was, you know... Vintage Bulldogs. Vintage Bulldogs. Well, you know, vintage like, you know, Kevin Moore Bulldogs. Yeah, well, it was it was certainly signs of it. Exactly. So, 
I think they're a good side, the dogs. I, I, you know, this could be just a one-off and, and they'll be back into the swing of things. But, yeah, I, bigger things to go from the Knights. I think they can, they'll can they only improve from there. It was a convincing display, but no doubt Bennett, you know, that's that's going to be the, the yardstick now and yeah. he'll have them improving from there rather than having them trying to reach that level every week. He's going to make that their their base level and that's that's the minimum he's going to expect now. So yep. they're only going to get better. Okay, Twitter, GT351 underscore Johns. Not the Bulldogs' best. Ottoman scored to ease my pain. Knights deserved winners. Losing Trent early hurt us. So re- Such a reasonable tweet, that. Yeah. Amazing. Most sensible thing he's ever said. Which is not something we normally expect from Johnny. Yep. Big Dan, 1985. Good defensive performance from the Knights. Tough game as expected. Desi should have stayed at Manly. <laughs> Hash. Dogs of boar. <laughs> he must. He stayed up all night thinking. Love that. it, Cruzy A six. One thing for sure: every bulldog lost. The door manufacturers will be given a much needed boost. <laughs> I'm not sure there's been any signs of uh, ANZ doors being destroyed though. And finally, you could probably make him pay for it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, he's pretty. He's pretty uh, fiscally sound. Well, Michael Well, it's amazing. I mean, he's certainly <laughs> making the dollar stretch a long way over there. Long way. Stretching that cap out to something that would approximate perhaps... A sombrero. Yes. Yes. I was just saying, what is that Mexican hat that they wear that car- c- c- that has lots of money and boats and Harvey Norman vouchers underneath it? J-car vouchers. <laughs> okay. Monday night foot bitch. Salary piñata, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> the Canberra Raiders. 30. Defeated the West Tigers. We're on to this game, are we? 13 plus. 16. <laughs> In front of a crowd of 14,388 at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. Raging Bogans. Canberra Raiders tries. They had a double to Croker. Camp Easy Cats here. He got on there. Josh McCrone, Sam Madaora got on there as well. Croker, four of five, plus a penalty. West Tigers, Tim Moulton, Gaddeth, Jacob Miller got tries. Benji, two of three for their 16 points. What do you have to say about Let's this? Let's move on to next week's game, shall we? Tigers looked okay in the first half. The signs there was there were signs that you know Canberra weren't sort of out of the game, and uh, it was very tight going into the into the halftime break. Twelve ten in favour of the Tigers. Um, I would have expected the Tigers to perhaps kick up a gear and uh, you know not run away with it, but you know come away with a win at the end of it. Second half. Uh, was not like that at all. <laughs> wasn't so much the second half. It was probably from about, what, 55 minutes onwards where it really started to turn? Uh, there were signs from very early on in the second yeah, half. Yeah, the, the signs were there, but the actual ominous stuff didn't really start to I'm go I'm going to start out by, and don't don't take this the wrong way, I'm going to, there'll be time, there's going to be time shortly where I'm going to give them a spray. But all right. I expected them to wilt a lot earlier than they did. To be quite honest. Was in round one. No, no. Because they wilted this from round game, two onwards. I just I just got a sense, even in the first half, they just they didn't seem to be playing with that that spark and that real zip yeah. through the ruck and and they such as Sheen's coaching against teams like the Raiders with big forwards, you generally get a feel in the first sort of fifteen minutes as to how the Tigers are going to win, as to whether the Tigers are going to win. Yeah. Because the way that they play 
getting forwards running angled constantly running different angles through and in and around the ruck just making the forwards make tackle after tackle yep. after tackle and then late in the half they start spreading into the fringes yep. and then it's the same old in the start of the second half and then they blow the game open at the end of the second half and they yep. win right this game they tried it but they just couldn't they just it wasn't effective yeah and then wasn't to executed counter that, well either. Sorry? Wasn't executed well either. No, that's either. what I'm saying. They, they weren't executing it well enough for it to be effective is probably a better way of putting it. And then on the flip side of that, they fully expected the Raiders to go through the middle. So they played with a compressed, compressed defensive line yep. and had the guys that are supposed to be the best defenders pushed in to, ta- to counteract these big forwards that they expected to run at them. Yep. And the Raiders decided they were going to throw it to the fringes and cut them to shreds and run them ragged, which then took away the impetus that they had in attack because they had no fucking energy because they were just getting cut to absolute ribbons by (laughs) the guys like Croker and even Robinson, who I thought was great at the back. Had an awesome game. He he played really well. Um, They just spent so much of that game... The commentators said at one stage it was like a track meet, and it was. Yeah. And the Tigers wilted first. And, you know, over the last couple of seasons, they probably have been one of the fitter sides in the comp, but, geez, they, they just couldn't stick with the Raiders. On top of that, for large parts of the game, certainly in attack and through the forwards, they played with very little intensity, and then their commitment in defence. 48 missed tackles. Yeah, outrageous. In it 80 really minutes is outrageous. of footy. I mean, that's Parramatta-esque. That is fucking ludicrous yep. and unacceptable from a team that had aspirations amongst its own playing group of making, at the very least, the top four and people outside the club are calling them premiership favourites and all sorts of shit. And you, 48, were, and you were saying they are going to go undefeated? Oh, someone said that. I don't know if that was me. I think might have been. I say all sorts of stupid shit at the start of the season and then yeah. I try and... Now, I mean, the best they can hope for now is undefeated asterisk premiers. I, I think I might stick with that. <laughs> and now, I mean, while, you, while we talk about bullshit that you've said, I mean, do you want to comment on Adam oh, Blair? We're going to run through that? Really? Yeah. Adam How Blair was... Tommy got? He was your revelation of the season. Yeah. He's been anything but so far. He scored a good try against Manly. That was Chris Lawrence's try. <laughs> Betty White nailed that try for him. To say that he's been underwhelming would be an understatement. Um, I can see the benefit that he will have if he settles into the structure. I can see some of the, <laughs> the benefits that he could bring, potentially. He's still the same lazy prick he's been in every other club, every other game he's ever played in his career. That's right. I just... I hope they know what they're doing. That's because I certainly don't. And Sheezy can't motivate Lottie to get a hat-trick, so, I mean, <laughs> if he's going to be able to motivate Blair to actually get off his ass and do something... Second half, the Tigers just couldn't find a way into the game. They got run ragged. Uh, they're ill-disciplined. And Sheensy can bitch about referees all he wants. And we have been on the receiving end of lopsided penalty counts. But when you break it down and you think about the penalties that they've given they're away... they deserved, man. Fucking 100% deserved. They're, that was straight, this game straight is up off discipline. the top of my head. Uh, Blair with a chicken wing. Yeah. Lawrence with a, a spear tackle. Uh, Which he should have been rubbed out for, but he's going to actually play. <laughs> That's ridiculous, but it was well-deserved of a penalty. Um... Uh, Campo caught Woods offside, which was clearly offside. Yeah, he yeah. was called offside yeah. and never got back. Uh, Woods dominated again, clearly. <laughs> he was actually one of our best forwards, I thought. He made actually <laughs> some good yards at times through the ruck, but it wasn't enough. Dominated. Um, you know, I've 
I've had some horrible things to say about uh, Croker and McCrone from the Raiders, and the irony was that both of them had cracking games and carved the it's clearly up. getting back to them. Clearly, they listen. I mean, it's, it's all that can be said. They clearly listen to the show. Exactly. Um, and, you know, you're welcome, boys. You're welcome. <laughs> to Raiders fans, you've got a good side when they're on. Yeah, Katz back. Yeah, he played. That's his best game he's played for quite some time when he's actually been on the park since. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're counting games, you know, the, the, like where he's actually on the park because it's always one of the first games he's played yeah, as he's, well. He's fourth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, look, no Dugan. The, the Raiders will probably be better than they have been all season. So yeah, definitely. Um, he's still to come back into the side, but they lost nothing with Robinson at the back. I thought they were going to play Ferguson there, and I was a bit worried about what he could bring to that position, but Robinson was every bit as good as Ferguson. I expected Ferguson might have been, and um, Ferguson had his good touches as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Croker was great. Uh, Joel Thompson was good as well. Yep. Uh, both both their halves, like, they didn't really have a poor performer. No. Um, just had it all over the Tigers the Tigers are nowhere near good enough and really I don't know what it's going to take for them to, to get their act together they're, they're way off the pace at the moment they're, they're not playing to their potential they're not playing with anywhere near the intensity of a team even like the Sharks yeah. um, Who and imagine imagine saying that six months ago imagine saying that four weeks ago yeah it's you know there's some things that you can accept in a loss you know the team gets ground out of a game, but they still, you know, they're still right in it after and still giving their all to the final second. Um, you know, forty-eight missed tackles, no real commitment to defence. Yep. Um, their attack is out of sync. There's something up, and you know, I'm really keen to find out what it is. And hopefully, it's not Benji up, Mrs. Fulton again. There's no way that that'll be the case. Benji's a true champion of the people and a gentleman of the game. So Adam, Adam Blair doesn't care about you know that situation. He's not going to go go into bat and you know, start bashing people. <laughs> it's not all Adam Blair's fault, and he's an easy scapegoat given the money that he's been signed on and the players that were forced to leave. That you know a lot of people say was to accommodate him, but um, it doesn't all fall on him. But it would look a lot better if he was making more than 35 metres in a game yeah. and a handful of tackles and a couple of runs. Yeah, I mean, If he was putting up, you know, 20 and 20 in, a, in 100 or so metres, you'd probably give yeah, him a pass. Yeah. Pass mark for the money he's earning. Yeah. But he's, he's far from that at the moment. He's got a long way to go to settle into the system and um, I expect more of him and I expect more of, of every player that was on the park. But yeah. a lot of it comes down to Sheen's selections. Yeah. I expect more of him as well. Yeah, he, I mean, who would have thought? I mean, lucky that Parramatta are where they are because otherwise, you know, you'd be bottom of the table and she'd be getting his ass kicked out. We said it, you know, a couple of weeks in a row now that just, we're not a million miles away from being 0-4. And, and if we keep playing like that, Parramatta might crack it for a win and we'll be in the same fucking boat as them. Yeah, And a couple exactly. more lopsided scorelines like that, we might be behind them. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, We've well, had two, that, that's two fairly lopsided ones in a row now. Yeah. I mean, after Dragons put it on you last week, so. Exactly. And we, I mean, the game we won was in Golden Point. We lost to Manly by four points, and that's yeah. as close as it got. So, um, super disappointed, fairly depressing. Um, you know, when my sadness is is fairly obvious to my four-year-old. Yeah. it's That's how sad I am. But if that's not depressing enough, here comes Twitter. Mr. Bowles. Actually, with the positive one. When did Bo Ryan become a footballer? Which he would have sent through about the time when Bo Ryan actually made that tackle. 
Yeah, that well, was three minutes in. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it, it's at 6.08pm, so it's going to be like eight minutes in. I hope he, like I hope he turned the game. game off after that. He might have a, a fairly um, you know, uh, lopsided yeah. a, a view of how that game panned out. Yeah, now the rest of the tweets, I can see that they've been uh, postmarked. They're probably closer to the end of the game. Troy underscore 79. The refs did their best to win that for the Pussycats. Campo getting back to his best. Robertson epic at the back. He was. And he's gone hash Tigers in decline. Sensational. <laughs> at Devon Head. Trotters is in there again. Tigers and Adam Blair are a myth. True. Wow. And um, if that wasn't Talk enough. Talk to me come September, champ. Devon Head fired in another one a minute later. He said, uh, if conceding penalties and being a lazy is the name of the game Adam Blair's the buy of the year revelation <laughs> of the 2012 season yeah based on that pro- uh, based on that criteria yes. uh, Freak09 says well done Raiders they played a great brand of footy tonight meanwhile the Tigers were opening up quicker than a $2 hooker Jason Gehan PI oh here we go this genius the Tigers really missed Adam Blair tonight <laughs> <laughs> Aussie one 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 ninety eight said, "Never have I seen so many overrated people in one team." Benji, Farrah, Molson, Lawrence, the entire forward pack, and Tim Sheens. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if he means this game because Farrah was just on the sideline, sitting in a plush seat, um, so he wasn't actually on the field. But yeah, I, I take your point about everyone else you mentioned. They need to turn it around and yeah. and fast. Cambo 96. Oh, again. To sink, to, to sink the knife in even further, he said, uh, the one West Tigers player to poll Dalian points this year is Jared Maxwell. Sounds, that could have been come straight from your mouth. Previews. Friday night football for round five. We kick off with... Well, I guess it depends where you are. If you're in Sydney, though, well, actually, I wonder how they're going to play this. I probably will play this game first in Sydney. Melbourne Storm versus the Newcastle Knights from Amy Park in Melbourne. And, yeah, sorry, it is live Channel 9 in New South Wales. Uh, Storm side, fairly unchanged. Um, the Knights, both sides coming off great wins. I mean, the Knights were obviously playing... If the Knights played like they did last week, this would be a cracker. Worthy, It's a worthy Friday night football game, that's for sure. Definitely. But how do you see it? At this stage of the season, I'd have to go with Melbourne. They're more of a known quantity. Yeah. Um, and Newcastle haven't shown really any consistency in that style of play. They've really only shown it last week. That that's that's by far their best performance of the season. So, uh, not without a chance. Don't get me wrong, but you'd have to go with the known quantity, and yep, and, and that's definitely Melbourne. Yep, definitely Storm. Until they give me a reason not to tip them, uh, and it's down at Amy Park as well. Will Billy yeah. Slater? The only biggest question about this game is Will Billy Slater get another two? I mean, streak has to come to an end at some, at some, some point, stage, yeah. or else he's going to I mean, smash the all-time record. If he gets record. a hat-trick, that'll snap it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they say, well, then they'll just change it to at least a double every game. Imagine that, though. I mean, double every game and, you know, smashes the all-time record. Because the all-time record is kind of, what, mid, mid-20s, maybe mid-to-high-20s for a season? Trials. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah? Yeah. Imagine you got to double every game. He's, he's cracked 50 there. <laughs> I, I can't see that happening, but no. well, I'd so imagine by the end of the so season he's going to have a fair record. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think I'll be tipping the Storm too. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they won by, not not a flogging, but you know, they won comfortably sort of 10-ish, you know. Yeah, we've shown their notability despite, you know, obviously lesser opposition the last couple of weeks, but they've shown an ability to really kick on yeah. um, in that middle section of the second half. Yep. And, and you know, 
Newcastle are going to have to be up to the task when they Melbourne do start turning it on at that phase to, whether they, they're up to, to it defensively and to hold them out. Next game, shock me. Who's playing on Friday night? It's the Brisbane Broncos playing on Friday night against who? The St. George Illawarra Dragons. Fancy those two teams playing on Friday night. I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, that'll be the Queensland game, live into Queensland. Yes. Uh, you'll be there live in attendance. No, I will not. You will. I'll be, why not? I will be in Lithgow. Oh, that's right. For my niece's 18th birthday. That's right. So, you, you're giving up your season ticket. I am. All right. Just for one night. Yeah, all right. And um, this game, well, you know, Dragons put in pretty good form of late. Uh, no Matt Cooper in this game for the Dragons. I'm going to show a bit of belief in the Broncos here, and I'm going to go for the Broncos against Dragons. Yeah. Because I've, I've probably had my doubts about whether they can keep up that level of play, and... They've proved me wrong. So, based on that, I'm going to go with them. The Broncos have been going well. Dragons have been really good the last two weeks, though. If it was um, at, if it was that win, yeah, or like Cogger or, or or Wollongong, I'd probably be tempted to tip the Dragons. But the fact that it's at Suncorp, uh, the Broncos are in some pretty good form and and playing with a lot of belief in their in their group. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to tip the Broncos there. Yeah, I'd probably be inclined to go with the home field advantage we'll as well. We'll get to my tipping performance later, so read into that what you will, but uh, yeah. I feel like the Broncos will win. Yeah, yeah. And the, the point I forgot to make during the actual, about the actual game report is um, Daniel Vito, what a perfect signing he was for the Dragons. I mean, the constant the complaint is, you know, with now they've moved Brett, Stewart, Brett Morris sorry, to fullback, mm. um, you know, the complaint was always when he was the winger, you know, Matt Cooper never gave him any ball, never threw the ball to him, yeah. blah, 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 and, you know, he never passed it they left. They finally signed a player not worthy of passing the ball to Exactly. They've signed a player that, you know, you're glad they don't pass the ball to. <laughs> I mean, he's an absolute fucking liability out there, but, you know, when Matt Cooper actually takes his place in the side, he probably really enhances Matt Cooper's game because he never feels compelled that he's got to throw it. So uh, this, that's the only point I wanted to make on that. Um, Matt Cooper not here Has put time. some size on, though. Yeah, yeah. In the off season, yeah, he's been probably he's been dancing and dancing in YouTube videos. You think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Doing a hot shoe shuffle—that puts weight on, does it? You seen? You, you seen? You saw that video that he did? No. I'll show you later. It's fucking atrocious. Okay. Every, everyone, look up Daniel Vito on YouTube. He put a YouTube video up. It's atrocious. Just trust me. No, don't trust me. Go and look it for yourself. <laughs> is it? Is it MC, should it have MC Kilogram as a backing track? Could get that'd it to work. Gordon? That'd work. Get, get it to Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> Penrith Panthers taking on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at Centibet Stadium. That's your first Saturday game, the five thirty Fox game. Oh, Panthers going well. Sharks going well. This tough one. This is a tough one because the Panthers have been kind of up and down this season. They have. Um, they had a very good win. A but once again, it's against the Eels, and the Eels were probably rock bottom for the Eels as well. <sighs> just, I just don't know. Panthers played Eels last week, mate. That's what I'm saying. They had a very good win, but it was yes. the Eels. Yes. You know, it's like so. So okay, it, I get what you're you know, saying. Yes, yeah, like how much stock like, do we put in what that? Are you reading over there. You no, mean? no. Like I'm thinking, like the Sharks have beaten two quality sides. Yeah, well, I'd have to say that the the Sharks have have got over teams that have got a bit more cred than the Eels um, as far as Penrith's victory. So yeah. I'd be inclined to go for the Gallon factor. And if they can win, if they can win in Townsville. They can win in Penrith. They can win in Penrith. Yeah, for sure. So I'm it's gonna have to go for the gallon factor. It's just like while I, I, I acknowledge the sharks are going well so far, 
I just don't know if I'm ready. I'm not, we're not at that stage in a relationship where I can be feel you know feel safe. Tip them. Well, there's every chance that I'm going to wake up smothered in honey with a sore ass after this, but I'm going to tip the sharks. All right, I tip the Panthers just to be contrarian. Next game, seven thirty game on Saturday. We got the Sydney Roosters versus the Warriors at Allianz Stadium. My God, the Warriors are going to rack up a score in this game. Not to the extent we probably think. Please, I think the Warriors are going to win the game fairly comfortably. It's not going to be anything like that. Forty-four to four. I think it'll be more like a twenty-six-ish to twelve, fourteen, sixteen. Forty-four to four. So Sean Johnson with a double, Manu with a double, Matteo. So you Matteo with a double. So you're tipping Manu to actually catch. (laughs) Everyone's getting doubles. You're you're tipping Manu to catch and hold the ball twice in one game. Yes. Well, make ten errors. That is confident. (laughs) He will make ten (laughs) errors, but he'll also score a double. Matteo Matulino. Rob Party. <laughs> all that big games. Yeah, massive extended bench of the Warriors at the moment. Who knows how it's going to wash out. Fishyar, he's been added to the extended oh, bench. Oh, how, how would he say that? The Kiwi commentator. Fishyar. I love, oh, that's magnificent. <laughs> oh, how's he say Sean Johnson? <laughs> I forgot. Sean. <laughs> Sean Johnson. All right, so um, I think we both agree the Warriors will win it yep. comfortably. They will yep. smash the Roosters off the park. Okay, final Saturday game. We have the Mighty Manly Seagulls versus the Parramatta Eels at Parramatta Stadium. This time, the doors Where will be placed in their safe. Fucking coins are plenty. It is going to be raining gold like you wouldn't believe. Um, I mean, they're usually chucking coins at Jamie Lyon anyway, but now they're going to be throwing them at their own guys as well. So, I mean, it's no recession really out of Parramatta. Throw gold coins? Well, what, they only throw five cent pieces? I mean, I think the gold coins have got a 20, bit of weight. Maybe they throw 50, 50 cent. Yeah. 50 centers? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, how Manly going to win by about a thousand? Yeah, Manly going to win by probably three thousand. Three thousand. Sixteen thousand. No, no. I think this game, honestly, this is going to be a tougher game than everyone thinks. Um, Eels have been absolutely pilloried. Yeah, yeah. Are you listening to yourself? The Eels have been. Can we stop this and play this back to you? Yeah, by all means. Fucking retarded. The Eels have taken such shit. They're at that stage, the stage before the coach gets fired stage. So it's going to be a real test of the character of the side to see who they want to have as their coach. Yeah, you really? If they want to get Let's rid ask of... Shane Shackleton. Yeah. Well, Shane Shackleton's not on the side, so he can't, he can't poison the rest of these guys. If they are behind Steve Kearney, then by all means, it's very possible that they might lift, especially after the harsh lambasting they've taken over the last you know couple of days. Uh, Jared Hayne returns. That'll be a boost to him in some way, no doubt about it. You know what I think is going to get resurrected next week? I know, I know what you're saying. Coach killers! <laughs> and Fucking killing the coach. And, yeah, the the, um, the timing is perfect. I mean, they've taken a massive... You know, the, he's got the support of the board. Yes. So, like, if Manly can put it on them enough... It could be the end. And um, I don't always like to see anyone out of a job, but I really love the coach-killing thing, the, the tradition that Manly have. And uh, I'm not sure when we play the Eels again this season, so I think this is probably the best pl- best uh, chance to put a hit on Steve. Um, I'd be a lot more comfortable about this game of Matai and uh, Glenn Stewart back. They're still probably another week away, maybe two for Glenn. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Manly have been going okay lately. I, mean, I lost some tight games, and Parramatta aren't a team that are willing to get into an arm wrestle, I don't think. But traditionally, they're... Tend to be closer games. It's hard to get into an arm wrestle when you don't have any fucking arms. <laughs> Somebody's saying manly by how many? Oh, please. It's going to be closer than you think. I'm sure of it. 
But we'll see. Has he got electronic scoreboard at uh, Paris Stadium? Or? Is it Paris, yeah. We don't yeah. get to play at home. electronic scoreboard there? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Fuck. Surely they have smoking. That thing will be smoking. Be a fire hazard. <laughs> the bulbs will be just broken on the manly scoreboard, he's saying, <laughs> because they just keep ticking over so much. All right. Well, I, you know, I, I, I hope you're right. That's because I'd love to see it. Okay, moving along to Sunday. <laughs> I just saw what the date was. Sunday, 1st of April. Gold Coast Titans versus Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, and what a tra- what a on great Hazler tra- day. Oh, yeah, on, on great you know, on April Hazler days, <laughs> and um, it's a skill. And the key things to come out of this are Jordan Rankins playing halfback because uh, Scott Prince is withdrawn with a bicep injury. Wow. Um, and and yeah, I mean the dogs, if they want to, if they need you know want to bounce back after last week's performance, who better? Other than the Eels, I suppose, um, you know they've got a team. They're not they're not getting into another massive struggle. Uh, they're not facing a top four-ish side, so that's yeah. to their benefit. I think. I think they'll be hurting badly after that last week, and maybe they want to bounce back and show that they're more of a you know Hazel side than a Moore side. Yeah, I th- I think they'll uh, get a good training run in this one, blow out some cobwebs, yeah. and uh, they're going to un- un- unquestionably score. be going to win. They're unquestionably going to win by a large margin. I imagine the Ottoman will uh, kill a couple of people. Yeah, I mean the Ottoman. You know, what well, you know is it is it unreasonable to suspect that you know that he'd probably get four or five tries? Oh, conservatively, first yeah. half. Yeah. After he comes on, you know, in the thirtieth minute. I'll tell you. I mean. The day they get rid of this unknown Gronk McGinnis and uh, and give Romulo his uh, worthy starting spot, Doggy's two hundred percent better side. The fact that the Ottomans getting a lot more playing time these days is credit to Des Asler. And, and yep. you know, I mean, as you've said before, you know, I mean he's a true coaching genius and a man of the people. And uh, it's, it's evidence in I the think, fact. That he, I believe that was you that said that. No, no, you said that in the past, and I I've play back that. to you. Never said it um, Yeah, I mean, he clearly is a lover of the Ottoman. He's clearly a listener of the show. And uh, you know we welcome his we welcome his his input and his his listenership. <laughs> True coaching genius, as you've said in the past. Fucking, how's that sound? <laughs> anyway, we thank you for his listenership up to this point, and and you know I would imagine he's probably not going to be listening any longer. But keep playing the Ottoman. Give him a starting spot. I wish Des Hasler nothing but the best in losing every game up until round eight, when the coach killers get their chance to have a coach kill on him. Except this game because they are going to absolutely pump the Titans by plenty. Yes. Okay, moving along Sunday, the Channel 9 4pm game. The West Tigers versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, we were talking before we hit record. Yes, if you can remember back to the last couple of seasons when the Tigers have been through these mid-season... Well, Mid. not even fucking mid-season. <laughs> but at various points of, of the last couple of seasons where they've um, they've hit rock bottom... It's generally been at a rather humiliating loss uh, after a rather humili- humiliating loss to the Bunnies. Yes. Uh, we all remember the 50-point game. 50 to 10, to, I believe it was. Put 50 on us at the SCG there in the Heritage game. This is yep. also a Heritage game. We're trotting out the Magpie Strip. Um, Hamburglar. Sorry? Hamburglar. Uh, it's not quite the Hamburglar. It was a different one. Okay. Again. Um, and then there was the other fucking... Golden Point shambles where Dylan Farrell scored his hat trick. Yeah, on the Saturday it's night. Sensational. Game. Scored his hat trick in about five minutes. He did. Last couple of minutes of the game, then he, first he minute of time. He, yes, <laughs> yes, mate, he did. Um, that was awesome. For some people, some people might have thought it was awesome. Personally, I, I didn't. But <laughs> um, 
Dylan so, Farrell's playing in this game, just so I'll just let you know that. There's every chance that, uh, you know, we don't have a good record against South in recent years. They, they generally had the wood on us, regardless of how they've been travelling at the time. And if the Tigers play like they have the last couple of weeks, they'll get done. They'll get rolled, and Inglis will have yep. a field day. Yep. Um, guys like Dave Taylor generally go okay against us. Yep. Uh, the way Ashford and Lawrence, more so Ashford, but both of them defended fairly poorly. The Raiders got us on the fringes. Yep. The Rabbitohs are quite good on the fringes. Pettibourne, Asatasi, Taylor, those sort of guys. Burgess. Team Burgess, Jesus yeah. H. Crossed. Um, <laughs> slipping balls to Greg Inglis. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Uh, if we play anything like we have the last couple of weeks, this will be rock bottom. The only positive I can take from that is that uh, in the uh, irrepressible words of Tigger from Winnie the Pooh, Tiggers do like to bounce and we need to hit rock bottom before we can bounce back to our rightful <laughs> position of undefeated asterisk premiers. <laughs> that undefeated asterisk thing's never going to take. So, um, we'll so Rabbitohs by 40? 50-10 <laughs> again, you saying? I have to tip the Tigers, but I'm far from convinced that uh, that they're going to go anywhere near turning things around this week. All right. Given um, some of the selections, we've got Humble at halfback, Moulton back at fullback, where hasn't he been a revelation? Yeah, as a uh, as a as a uh, West Tigers member, I'm disgusted to say I'm going to have to tip the Tigers because the Rabbitohs. At the end of the day, it's in South. You can't be South. You're fucking dreaming, man. Seriously, it's South, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Monday night football. Monday night foot, bitch. What was I talking about? Fuck's sake. The Canberra Raiders versus the North Queensland Cowboys in Canberra. Tough road trip for the Cowboys. They don't really go that well down there in Canberra. No. We're not we're not up to the coldest stage of the season yet, but it's obviously going to be less than Townsville. Mm. Raiders. Raiders. They're a side at the moment, and... They are coming off Monday night football, but it's still a seven-day turnaround back to Monday yeah. night football. So uh, that effect's going to be null and void. Uh, Cowboys got rolled last week. Yep. Couldn't get it done when it mattered and, and were rolled by Paul Gallen. So I think the way the Raiders played against the Tigers, you'd have to tip them in by far the better form based on last week's. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders, I mean, you know, they, they weren't you know, really playing a great team last week, though, so it's hard to assess their form currently. But... Um, is that really necessary? It's tough. No, it was not. I, I, I apologise. I was having too much fun. I haven't really been hard enough on the Tigers. You had to lay the yeah. slippers in yourself. Yeah. No, I apologise. I was having too much fun. Uh, I'm sorry, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> um, oh, I want to tip the Raiders. But I just think the Cowboys might bounce back. Remember they had the horrible performance against uh, the Eels, in, uh, not the Eels, might say the Titans in the first round. Came back the next round and... Uh, away game at Suncorp the Broncos and uh, you know did really well mm-hmm. I think they can bounce back similarly uh, I'm not 100% convinced of the Raiders with their defence I'm the kind of leaning to the Raiders only because the home field advantage like Canberra is a great home advantage in this day and age still so that's the only reason I'd kind of tend to them a little bit but I'm, I'm really torn about this game hey? yeah I'm going to tip the Raiders That is full time for episode 80. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Yes, Glenn. Tipping. Yeah, I'm going to get to tipping. Okay. It's on the list. We're getting right. there. We'll get there. It's cool. Well, you know how people whinge. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's on there. It's and also right. people, I mean John Art. Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Get over there and like it, because let me tell you, 
our statistics for this season have been outrageously good. But... Has been a serious bump in the right direction of uh, listeners. Massively this year. Massively. So there's a lot more new people. Yeah. And not a... Well, I mean, we've got a lot more new likes on Facebook, but it's not... Uh, Parallel we, with the amount of new listeners, we, we almost doubled. We almost doubled our average yes. per, per episode this season. I mean, it's been a massive bump. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're listening to the show, you're on Facebook and you haven't hit the like, you know, get over there, facebook.com forward slash this week in league. Hit that like button. Get on there. And uh, there's also a lot of uh, you know, it's a good forum where people give shit to us after after an episode, yes. telling us what fucking idiots we are for our tipping and, and mm-hmm. you know for slagging their team. There's so a fair bit get of that. On there. Some of us enjoy it. Some of us find it quite hurtful. Yeah. Sorry, Glenn. Well, that's the second time in five minutes you've said sorry to me. <laughs> I feel real sorry for you. Though. I guess that's, all, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Um, iTunes, we had two new reviews this week, which is fantastic. Um, and they went a little something like this. We had simply the best five stars from J-Rad. We all know who that is. Tina Turner had just got home and I took, it, took to her like Robert Louis on a Mad Monday. She was slapped so hard, she actually got a glimpse of the future, and for a beautiful 27.6 seconds, she experienced the dulcet tones of this week in league. She was snapped back to her time, but endured the rest of Ike's session, safe in the knowledge she was about to reach the pinnacle of her career. <laughs> she approached the ARL and negotiated for her to pay them if she could pen a song with the wonders she had glimpsed of the future of her, as her muse. The Simply the Best campaign was born. <laughs> the podcast is decent. Listen to it. Go the Penny Panthers. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. That's wrong on so many levels. Not the least of which, when that campaign came out, yeah, podcast didn't exist. No, well, yeah, well, maybe she got jacked way into the future to now. And you and were about thirty-two years of age. When was that camp? What year was that campaign? Oh, early nineties. Early nineties. Yes, I know. I was. I was actually still uh, at school then. So yeah, <laughs> no, I wasn't thirty-two years of age. Next one. You would have looked at. Hilarious and, hard life. hilarious and uncensored five stars by DJ X-Plane, who we had some tweets from this week. He's a new uh, new Twitter follower as well. Yeah. He's well, jumped straight into it. Giving yeah, us a review, jumped on Twitter, he's into us. He's the perfect listener. And yes. I think the re- some of these other motherfuckers could take uh, you know a good look at what he's done. DJ X-Plane is insane in the membrane. And then we lost him. <laughs> Fuck. All right. His review. Loving it. Wish I knew about it sooner. The perfect uncensored rugby league podcast. Make sure you follow the Twitter updates too. They are hilarious. Maybe DJ Explain could put a remix together and get a bit of a wicka 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 this week in league action. If, he's a, if he is in fact a real DJ. What would you call, call yourself DJ Explain? Well... Maybe his I'm name's saying, David, David Jones. I'm just like I'm not going to name any names here, but there are people out there in the world that can't fucking rap that call themselves an MC. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Get so, up to Gordon. <laughs> tipping, as you mentioned earlier, and jump the gun. Just briefly, <laughs> I'm 40th out of about 100 contestants. You're 88th. <laughs> But you're beating people like Paraman 1973. Yes. Uh, which is which is quite funny. I don't know what he's yes. doing. I mean, he's not tipping the eels. He's smarter than that. Figuratively beating him, not beating him in the way that I would like to be beating him, which would be a baseball bat across the skull. That's harsh. Well, but it'd be fucking effective though, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, want, I don't even want to go, you know, beating, you know, listeners with baseball bats. All I'm saying. Not all of them, just him. Any of them? No, just Fucking him. Stand down. None of them, just him. Stand down. Just beat him into tipping, which you're barely doing at the moment. I might add. Okay, we've had some more movement. I mean, in, in fact, a complete shuffle around the top five. Uh, we got number one, three card magic trick. Andrew, well done. Uh, just behind him, we have Katrina Smith. Who I have no idea. Who Make can... yourself known. Make yourself known on Twitter. You sound or like you know man. shit. Yeah. What the hell are you doing listening to us? First round. Was it the first round? Yeah, first round. She got seven. What? Probably the highest score. I mean, no one's had a perfect round, I'm pretty sure. I'd like to meet you. All right. You know stuff about rugby league. You belong more on this show than I do. <laughs> Third, Annalise underscore zero eight. Gronk. Gronk, but she's been you know, fairly consistent. Still Nothing, a Gronk. Not less than five all season long. Number four, we have it's me, Cookie Bra. <laughs> Seriously, it's me, Cookie Bra. <laughs> can, you, can you also please make yourself known, just so I can slap you for whatever that is? That could be a Cookie, Cookie, uh, the rooster, the rooster supporter. I'd say that's that's going to be. I'd say oh, we'll find out though. And fifth, we have Andrew Smyrniotis, who's done very well as well. Manly fan, that guy. Yeah, Jackass. I mean, you know. Yeah, Manly fans, you know, they're all through the top five there, as, as you know. Okay, fantasy. I got, I finished on 1,118 points. That's excellent, mate. Congratulations. Thanks, Let's mate. move on, shall I'm we? I'm pretty happy with that. You got 898. Mm. Funnily enough, your team name is undefeated. <laughs> Just like the Tigers. I really started out this season with a real theme. And at this stage of the season, it's backfired on me, but I'm confident I can turn it around and live up to my name. <laughs> I'm undefeated, despite these defeats. You realise that you know, there's defeat and undefeated, and there's like there there are no shades of grey in between. <laughs> You've blown it, just like the Tigers. Straight Asterisk. away, straight away, the undefeated thing's gone, Ski. Asterisk. So, yeah. Um, well done in the fantasy, everyone. Um, everyone who a, beat me, congratulations. Yeah, everyone who beat Glenn. All five of you. I mean, I always I had a thought today. I mean, of, making, really? of making a sticker up that was like, you know, that if anyone in the you know head, what we need, you need the, to do in the head the heads, yeah. If someone beats one of us, they get like a sticker that says that you know, like something to that effect. Okay, I like it. You know, what we should also get done. What's that? This week in league T-shirts, one that says "Who is the Ottoman?" question mark. Yeah. And another one says "Undefeated asterisk." <laughs> <laughs> That undefeated thing's going to go. Oh, you're going to stop talking about that in another three weeks. It's, going to, it's just going to sound miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like the idea of those shirts, hit us up because um, you know we're always looking for uh, you know, popular designs that people actually want. Yes, uh, exactly right. Give you the shirts you want. And speaking of that, I mean, we still have stock of the Revelation shirt, hats, stubby coolers. Hit this week in league.com forward slash shop. Get your just merch. Your show your support. Make us famous. Be sexy. Be Just be better at life. I'm wearing my hat and my shirt right now. You are. You are. And no pants. Tackle wearing, out. No, you're wearing pants. Don't lie. You know pants. you like it. You're wearing, just embrace it. You're wearing pants. Literally embrace it. Go on. La, la, give it a hug. La, la, give la, it a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Whatever. I'm, I'm wearing my shirt is my point. My hat. You are wearing a shirt and you are wearing the hat. Yes. You are drinking your shandy out of a stubby cooler. No glass in it, just no. straight out of the phone. Straight out of it. Out of the wet That's seat. how good it is. Exactly. 
It's waterproof. Asterisk. <laughs> um, that is all I've got time for, hey? Yes, yes, it is. Shall we string it out for another 10 seconds or are we going to cut it short there? No, we'll cut it short there because at the end of the day, we know, once I edit it and everything, there'll be, uh, it, won't, it won't be exactly two hours anyway. So that's all we've got time for tonight. See you next week. So yeah. the Tigers. Asterisk.